Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, I extend to you this gavel. No, God, please, no, no, no! A wall is an immorality. It's not who we are as a nation. And this is not a wall between Mexico and the United States. It's a wall between reality and his constituents. People are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Once you get to like the tippy tops on your 10 millionth dollar tax rates as high as 60 or 70 percent. We're going to go in there. We're going to impeach the motherfucker. You are fake news. Very fake news. are not gay. Pimple was bad. Sadiq Khan is just a gay, muzzy terrorist. I agree with that. Sky Green over here. Get your clothes back and out of here! Alright, go, go! In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right. As always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Happy New Year to everyone. We will uh, start 2019 as we start every week with a jam-packed show that I don't think we'll have enough time to fit everything into. We'll try to uh, and get right to it in a move that uh, surprises nobody. Elizabeth Warren is running for chief. That's very exciting. Right I on see cue. what you did there. We did, yeah, very clever. We <laughs> talked about it last week. It's like pretty soon these people are going to be announcing. And then Elizabeth Warren's like, oh, me first, me first. But she insists in her very relatable beer stream. She copied my idea. She copied me and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez thinking that beer makes you relatable. Well, I got news for you. If you pick the wrong beer like I do, they'll rip you forever, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> so make sure you choose wisely. Uh, so we'll take a look at all that. Meanwhile, as you heard in the intro there, Democrats take control of the House. And in case you were wondering, like, would they bring forth their moderates, their reason, reasonable people to, you know, have some proposals, some modest proposals everybody could get on board with? No. Instead, they wheel out all of their crazies, and we have everything on the table from, as you heard, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's new uh, Green New Deal plan to impeachment of the president uh, to a whole bunch of uh, gun control, of course, is coming Tuesday. So uh, in case you had any hopes for uh, a Congress that might be willing to work with the president on some things, good luck. We'll see how this goes. We heard all week... Uh, about the tragic shooting of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes in Houston, and this was supposedly done by a potentially racist white guy. Turns out, no, it was a black guy, and racism uh, had nothing to do with it at all. In what has developed into kind of a, just a bizarre story, and it involves Sean King. So oh, what you can kind of tell how much race baiting there might be in this. Louis C.K. 
has committed a progressive thought crime by ridiculing the Parkland sacred cows and other gender bending sacred cows of the left. Uh, same with Ellen DeGeneres for going to bat for the previously exiled Kevin Hart, whom we discussed. I always enjoy a little progressive cannibalism. We'll get to that later in the show. Plus, uh, there was a nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack this week uh, over in England in Manchester again. Actually, it was maybe the something to do with the religion of peace terror attack because there's a bizarre slogan that was circulating in the media reports, a bizarre phrase that I want to talk about. Usually they cover up the Allahu Akbars and things like that. This time they characterized it in a in a different way that I can't decide is is it positive or is it is it still bad? We'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Plus, uh, the, the, the links keep coming in. We keep talking about it. People keep sending me more evidence. Another Desmond dad sighting. Somehow Desmond's, Desmond's dad was on Good Morning America in November, and I didn't know. Every you week think, you do this to me. Why? Oh, if, you, if you think that's bad, wait till the uh, surprise cringe segment to close ah. the show. But I will say, I had a surprise cringe double feature in mind. They were... The two were absolute face melters and they were lengthy. A lot of cringe content. So I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pass this uh, second one off till next week. So you only get half the surprise cringe. Consider yourself lucky. And of course we will take super chats uh, on YouTube and Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because of course we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking us on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show wherever you may choose to do that. Update coming momentarily. And thank you for emailing us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. If you prefer to take the show on the go, find the audio formats. Those are Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked in the description for you wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. Got a piece of art from our friend Facepalm Reality, who, of course, did our main podcast artwork. Did you see this one? Yeah. Done, done up as, uh, I guess, Luke and Leia uh, in, a, in a Star Wars mock-up. It's always the details that count. I like to highlight them. Uh, Patreon is the Death Star. PayPal is Darth Vader. There's a verified, like... C-3PO bot or something like that. I actually don't know what the red R2-D2 is. Do you? It's the YouTube logo. Oh, is it? Is Oh, it's a YouTube. That's what it is. It's just that it's oriented at a 90 yeah, degree. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. Good call. Well, thank you, Facepalm. We appreciate that. Uh, and I did have one other uh, notification from listeners. We've, we, of course, all know our friend Michael Schlecht, who lives in the Denver area. And through, uh, I guess, communication on Twitter or, or elsewhere, he plans to meet up with another show listener in the Denver area. So they thought, hey, why not just open this up to anybody who might live there? I know we have some listeners in, in the Denver metro. So if you're interested in that, there's a link to a Google Doc in the uh, description, in the podcast, the video description and the podcast description. You can fill out that form. It'll go to Mr. Schlecht, and he, uh, he will get in touch with you if you'd like to meet other listeners who happen to live in your area. Maybe going forward, we could plan some more of these or organize some more of these for people in other cities. I got some updates on the, uh, the Patreon front, if, uh, if you're interested in those. And I know a lot of our audiences, maybe you're not interested. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah no, I am. I mean, ugh. I don't really know what to do about it. I've just seen my income take a terrible hit and I'm like helpless. I could make more content. That would help. <laughs> it's making videos. I know. Step one to getting paid. Good call. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
I, I've basically my, our philosophy has been diversify. We're going to yeah. try to make every platform available to people who want to support the show as many as we can. I realized when I was setting up the description for the show that like 20 links is just silly right. and going to make it difficult to navigate. So I put one link that goes to a Google doc. That's got all the options for people uh, that do. They do have monthly and um, one-time options. The, the number one request I think I got, both for me personally and for the podcast was recurring or monthly PayPal subscriptions. So I've set that up. The only deal is I have to set up pre-made buttons with preset amounts. So if there's a specific amount you're looking for, that's not in the document, send it my way and uh, we can make that change for you. The other request that I got was for a PO box, people who want to eliminate the middleman entirely, which I'm becoming increasingly, increasingly sympathetic to and something I want to do myself, but I did set up a PO box. Nice. So you can send, uh, you can send snail mail that way. That is also linked uh, in the bottom of the document. We had a lot of people asking about Subscribestar because of course, Subscribestar has, is still seeking another uh, payment processor after they got deplatformed by PayPal. That's the thing is like, you know, I'm not thrilled about PayPal either in terms of setting up monthly subscriptions there. But, you know, if, if that's what people are looking for, we'll go with it and we'll see how we'll see if PayPal plays nice. We'll, we'll test. But remember, PayPal already deplatformed like Alex Jones and some yeah. other people. Mm. Um, but a lot of people ask questions. OK, I, I set up Subscribestar last month. I signed up before I got deplatformed. Did my money actually get to you? So this week I actually pulled the money that was donated in December on my personal account and the podcast account out and it, it worked no problem. So the only problem I've seen with Subscribestar is that they're just not accepting new subscriptions. Beyond that, if people are curious if the platform is functioning as advertised, in my experience, yes, everything went smoothly. The money got hit, hit our accounts, no problems whatsoever. So if Subscribestar is something that's interested, interesting to you, just pay attention to whether they start accepting subscriptions or not. But other than that, no problems on our end using Subscribestar. Of course, the, uh, the, the heroes that were coming to save the day potentially are Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson. Mm. And... Tell I'm, me more. Well, I'm the, the more I hear, the more I'm a little bit concerned. And that's not to say I won't sign up for their platform or anything like that. Um, I will. And I'm interested to hear what they have to say. But it's probably unrealistic expectations that we went into this with, like the idea that they were going to have something up in a week and everything was going to be hunky-dory. That was Who not expected that? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, certain people in that stream gave the impression that there would be a website up within a week and all that. But, you know, I... I don't want to be unduly rude or dismissive. They're taking action to do something that I'm not. So, you know, I want to, I want to give credit where credit is due. And I, I very much appreciate the leadership they're showing on this issue, but they do have two questions that they have to answer in setting this up. Primarily one, do they have a plan to get around these payment processors who are supposedly behind a lot of these, this deplatforming, the PayPal's, the MasterCards, right. stripes, it sounds like not. It sounds like they don't have that ironed out yet, which I can't blame them because that takes significant infrastructure to do. So that's not me taking a shot. That's just the reality of the situation. Totally possible they set up shop and PayPal says, no, thanks. You're out. Right. Number two, will they set up a genuine free speech platform? That is to say, if Richard Spencer were to sign up, can he have an account on their website? If I don't know. Jordan Peterson uh, didn't get along with Faith Goldie previously, not personally, but they didn't want her to speak at an event that she was scheduled to speak at. Can Faith Goldie set up an account on their website? It seems like there's internal conflict on those types of questions, at least according to Ruben's stream this week. 
uh, on the topic. And this is what Dave Rubin had to say in response to the question, can people like Richard Spencer and David Duke set up shop on your forthcoming platform? And this was his response. What will you do if Richard Spencer or David Duke signs up as a creator on your platform? Will you remove them or leave them on? We are working through all of these problems. We are trying to decide if this should be an invite-only platform or should it be up to everybody. As I said before, there are major issues related to terms of service and all of these things. So I don't want to comment on that specifically yet because it would be because it's being worked out at the moment. I think you know me. I think you guys know me well enough that I will do everything I can to defend everyone's right to be able to say what they want. That does not mean there aren't going to be consequences. And I also believe that private companies can do what they want. So, uh, and I agree, I agree, you know, set up shop, do whatever you want. It's, it's your thing. Um, I guess what has me a little bit concerned is if I'm reading between the lines there, it sounds like Dave's probably on team no ideological constraints, team free speech, do what you want, say what you want. However, it sounds like there are certain parties that have influence there that I got to be honest. I'm very nervous about the idea of invitation only. Yeah. Like if this turns out to be an elite cool kids club. Yeah. I'm probably out to be honest. What if they take you, but they don't take me. Well, I, I was thinking about that because I could envision such a scenario in which I get an invitation and you don't. Well, it's not just personal. It's not like you got to take my friend or not, but I don't, (laughs) It's principle. You know what I mean? If it's if it's something that's more exclusive like that, it's like, well, I'd rather just set up shop myself then, you know? The um, whole point is that this new provider has to take everybody. I think that that's... I, I'm not saying that they, that they aren't allowed to discriminate as a private person. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying that it matters to me that they're yeah. going to take all of the people that have been kicked off of Patreon. Otherwise, and, I, and, point? I, and I'm not trying to target Dave. He's just the messenger here. And, and no, I, I love Dave. I do. It's that I do Jordan think he, Peterson. I've got I don't know. I do think he has the right interests at heart. And of course, as a private platform, they're entitled to regulate it. However, they see fit kick off whoever they see fit, include whoever they see fit or not. But, the, but I thought that the organizing principle for a lot of us disaffected by Patreon mm-hmm. was you shouldn't do that type of ideological policing on a platform like right. this. And if you do, I, I can't be confident in it as a, a place that's going to protect me in the way Patreon won't. Yep. So I don't know. Well, th- th- this is not me saying this is going to be a bad platform. I'm still very eager to hear what they have to say and to look at it when it comes out. All I'm saying is this has given me a little bit of pause to realize this is probably not the savior that maybe I had hoped it might be, that I shouldn't put all my eggs in this basket. And so we do have some tentative plans to build a way to support us more directly with, I can't say no middlemen because it is online, right? but I'm working, I'm going to work on something that will allow our audience just to interact with us, nobody else and support us directly with the middleman minimized as much as possible. Unfortunately, I have to save that for a later date because it's not ironed out yet, but, um, but yeah, the rocky road continues. And of course, big thank you to everybody who's helping us navigate this rocky road. Much appreciated. Uh, in years past, we have laughed at some New Year's Eve presentations, particularly of the CNN variety. We've had drunk Brooke Baldwin and Don Lemon. <laughs> and of course, there was Kathy Griffin before she got booted for the Trump beheading oh, bit. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. Uh, this year, NBC decided they didn't want to be outdone in terms of cringy New Year's Eve presentation. So they put up the trio of Carson Daly, Chrissy Teigen, and Leslie Jones, which I just 
incidentally happened to tune into on New Year's Eve. I happened to turn this on. What an uncharismatic trio. Just it, it was as awful as it sounds. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they got into a little bit of a controversy. I don't care. Like, I'm not offended that Chrissy Teigen discussed this. It's just why. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it was 15 minutes, 13 minutes before the ball dropped. And they're talking about Chrissy Teigen's vaginal steaming on her Instagram account. This is what that sounded like okay. over on NBC. Sorry about the, uh, the clip quality. I could only find a recording someone did off their TV but we'll deal with it. A classic vag vaginal steaming. Um, yeah, sorry. I like to steam my bag. I'd rather I don't not like to do it, but listen, if PB tells me to do it, I'm not into what it. What does that mean? You steam your bag. All right, don't say it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Listen, okay. It's a, there's a lot to explain with it, but <laughs> whatever. You should be in prison. <laughs> Honestly, for more reasons than that. Okay, guys, it's less than 15 minutes. Okay, and it somehow got worse from there. I did not actually see the moment of the ball drop or the, like, the moment the, the clock hit midnight. Reportedly, they didn't even show the ball drop on the NBC broadcast. No, they which, forgot. <laughs> that's like the whole point. So apparently the producers were drinking whatever Chrissy was drinking and they just forgot the main point of the show. Then Chrissy Teigen tries to embrace Leslie Jones upon the, uh, the new year. And she hits her face, not just on the, not just on Leslie Jones's umbrella, but pay attention. I've gotten slow motion, like the corner of the umbrella, like the metal thing. Well, yeah. How can she navigate that pan face? Of course, I she's going to run into stuff. That pan face. I like that. There's a lot Super of surface area. You're right. I, <laughs> you got to account for a lot. This, this is what that looked like. Now watch it slow motion. Watch it slow motion. The corner right to the forehead. Dong. And Carson Daly's not even looking. So congratulations to NBC on becoming the officially cringiest uh, New Year's Eve presentation. They just for get the, too the drunk. They let everybody get too drunk. That's the real problem. Seems like it. Seems and she's like an overshare just in general. But I mean, she seems like wasted, right? Like 0.16 wasted. Yeah. I, hopefully she didn't drive home. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> Gross. Last piece, uh, last little quick hitter before we hop into the Elizabeth Warren news. Uh, speaking of CNN, by the way, they um, they were talking about this this character, Paul Whelan, who's this American who's been detained in Moscow on spying charges. Uh, his family, Paul Whelan's family, has been seeking help from Congress and the State Department. Russian media say Whelan has been uh, formally indicted for spying and could face up to 20 years in prison. His brother, David, has been active... Um, in media circles, denying that his brother is a spy, including writing a Washington Post op-ed and appearing on CNN. When he appeared on CNN, Allison Camarota, however you say her stupid name, she was questioning David about a social media post his brother made calling CNN fake news. We got to get to the bottom of this. Why, did, why does your brother think that CNN is fake news Yeah. while he's detained in Russia? He had this social media account, the equivalent in Russia of Facebook. It's called VK. He had right. various postings on there, pictures of him. Well, here's one. I wasn't planning to go to this one yet, but let's talk about this one. Here's one um, where he says, just drinking coffee and watching fake news. Now, I'm not taking this personally, um, that he's pictured with CNN, but I just am wondering, is is this a statement on his part somehow? Uh, I don't really know. I don't know what's on his V-Contact page, or I, I don't really follow him on social media other than on Twitter, which is where I am. Uh, so I, I don't know what he was intending by those photos. 
If you're not taking it personally, then how is it relevant at all? It seems really petty. Why why even bother? It doesn't seem relevant in any way. I'm not taking this personally. Then explain how you're taking it. I don't think it's necessary information at all. Anyway, uh, Elizabeth Warren is running for president. Shocking nobody. Uh, Oh, I wrote in the notes here. Dang it, I I wasted my own joke. On Monday, (laughs) Elizabeth Warren officially became the first Native American ever to run for president, uploading an announcement video to her YouTube channel, emphasizing um, perceived economic unfairness and discrimination. I don't know if you looked at the video page. Ironically, she got discriminatory, disabling comments. Disabling (laughs) comments, yeah. So uh, this this was New Year's Eve. Elizabeth Warren posts this video to, uh, to her YouTube page. In our country, if you work hard and play by the rules, you ought to be able to take care of yourself and the people you love. That's a fundamental promise of America. Working families today face a lot tougher path than my family did. And families of color face a path that is steeper and rockier, a path made even harder by the impact of generations of discrimination. These aren't cracks that families are falling into, they're traps. America's middle class is under attack. We can make our economy work for all of us. We can rebuild America's middle class, but this time we gotta build it for everyone. No matter where you live in America, and no matter where your family came from in the world, that's the America I'm fighting for. And that's why today I'm launching an exploratory committee for president. If we organize together, if we fight together, if we persist together, we can win. We can and we will. These are traps and traps are gay. I wanted to hear her say that, but of course she's not going to. Do you feel Uh, touched and moved by that? (laughs) Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to be one who's motivated by emotional messaging, but I was, I do find that the strategy interesting. Like, I'm not sure that claims of economic despair are the smart political route to go, uh, especially yeah. if the answer is more central control, which spoiler alert, the answer is more central control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you want to pick the economic fight, it probably goes to Trump. And I think he has the record to win on that issue with voters. So if you're Elizabeth Warren, if I'm advising her, I might pick a different issue. But the trouble is, I don't know what issue I would pick. Like, I I don't know if this is the winner for her. But to push back on that, what's the better choice? I I don't know. What option does she have? I don't know. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm I'm kind of excited about this. Of course, she had to get in the, the... If you watch the full announcement, it goes much more into, like, discrimination themes about how you know, poverty is due to discrimination and not due to other factors. And there were, there's mention of, you know, uh, I don't know, LGBT stuff and all this. It's, it's the recurring victim narrative about like people of, of certain characteristics can never get ahead in America because it's systemically racist and bigoted and all, and all that nonsense. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Remember that, um, as we talked about last week, she is, according to polling from USA Today, uh, and Suffolk, I think, um, she was one of the least enthusiastic or the candidates for whom Democratic right. and independent voters had the least enthusiasm and the most negative attitude, as in should uh-huh. not run. Like it was th- 27% of people said that she should and 33% yeah. said that she shouldn't, I think. She wasn't in Hillary Clinton negativity territory, but she was down there, way behind yeah. everybody else. So she's she's got to turn around a lot to get this, uh, to get this ship going. I... 
the thing is like just evaluating her i don't think she's the strongest candidate however i think basically all of their candidates are terrible so i could see any right. one of them emerging victorious so i guess i can't count her out because everybody else sucks basically just <laughs> so hard uh Anyway, she uh, she followed up this video with a stream on her Instagram account, which I guess Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does frequently. She just streams from her kitchen. So Elizabeth Warren sh thought she would be hip and with it and try the same thing. And she wanted to show us just how regular and relatable she is. So she is drinking a beer awkwardly during the stream. I tried to find a full recording of the stream. I was not able to find one, only certain people's edits of it, unfortunately. But there's enough in here that we get the idea of what uh kind of what was going on here this was new year's eve evening hold on a sec i'm gonna get me um a beer my husband bruce hey. is now in here um you want a beer no, i'll pass on the beer for now you sure you. Okay. 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 yes so hey. this is my sweetie hello um <laughs> nice slap and i'm oh, crazy a lot of grab I love you too. Thank you for being here. Pleasure. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, enjoy your beer. Who've we got here so far? Um, Skylar uh, and 14 others. Hello. 15 Denise. people watching her stream. Hi. Congrats. Fortnite. It's like my Good mom figuring you. out how to oh, FaceTime. to see. Yeah. Is that Greeny Goddess? Wow. That's a name I'd like to have. <laughs> so, or as my mother always referred to me, uh, the surprise. One of the things that that uh, <laughs> we had to decide was when to do this. I never thought I was going to run for politics, any kind of elected office. So oh, who I'm else sure. have we got here? Darth. It's good to see you, Darth. I'm glad you're here. I never thought I was going to run for politics. Uh, I, can't, I can't. I can't believe this happened to me. I just can't. But it's not. It's not an age thing, as we'll talk about. Alexandria, oh, sorry, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez later. It's like the, the attempt to be relatable. That's where the cringe comes yeah. in. Yeah. I, uh, I had a great a friend make a great joke to me in my Twitter DMs today. I'll put this still up on screen. But uh, it's very unfortunate that she's perpetuating Native American stereotypes this way by just sucking on the bottle like that. I don't know. I would have gone a different route if I, <laughs> if I was uh, Elizabeth Warren. Anyway, um. Oh, and then the the other part of this is, of course, Trump had to chime in. Did you see that he uh, reposted that Daily Wire meme? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Trump, uh, what day was this? This was like Thursday. Trump puts up this tweet, Warren 1-2020th, of course, referencing her alleged or proven Native American heritage, yeah. depending on who you ask. Uh, as you'll recall. Native American meaning like Peruvian or Colombian or, or something Guatemalan like that. Or something, yeah, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Like generally of the American continents, but we don't know North or South. And it could be as little as one 1024th. But, you know, as we read in various media outlets, proven Native American ancestry. So that's all I got to say on the, um, on the Warren candidacy. Like we we're saying, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I would expect more candidates following suit very soon. I think we're going to start seeing these come out on a weekly basis, if not more so. Yep. And I bet as we were talking about last week, I think they're going to have a field like the Republicans had in 2016, where it's just way too many cooks in the kitchen, dude. Cause there's not a, there's not a clear leader. There's not a clear presumptive uh, front runner. And so everybody's just going to hop in. <sighs> And we'll find out who hates Trump the most. And that person will be king of the Democratic throne. 
at least for uh, for this election cycle. As far as the uh, current government goes, actually, should we take a brief break before we hop into the shutdown of the new Democrats? Because these are going to be bulky topics. Uh, sure. Let's just get through a few. Uh, let's let's handle a few super chats. Okay, this is from Nick. No note. Thank you, Josh Klein. Finally able to watch live. Love the show and what you guys. That must mean something else. Keep up the great work. What you guys do. I'm just gonna say. Ah. I keep up the great work. And here's some shekels. Thank you. We do. We do love shekels. I hope us reading super chat is not as awkward as Elizabeth Warren reading her uh, Instagram chatters. It's just terrible. <laughs> Tell us if we look like that, please. I don't want to look like that. I don't know. I mean, there's just no way to stay cool and hip for any extended period of time. We will look like that in 15 years. Eventually, no what yeah. Do. Sure. Uh, Metal Man, did you guys fucking see that clip of Desmond and a drag thing talking about doing ketamine? Yes, and it mm. killed my soul. And here I am today. Look how dead I am behind the eyes. Look, look at that. <laughs> uh, Tony yeah. Padilla, Padilla. Sorry, man. First time catching you guys live. Love the show and hope you guys have a hell of a year. So do I. Well, thanks. Synac 8, did any did any of you watch the um, shit show of Kevin Logan versus Kraut and Jeff Holiday? Oh, God. How do these autists make an Antifa supporter look good? No, I did not. What happened? Wait, who's the Antifa supporter? Is it Kevin, Kevin Logan? Logan, I guess. Oh, um, no, I have not seen this. I don't really want to, but... I guess if there's a TLDR, maybe I'll look at it. I don't know. Mm. I'm just so behind the times. I haven't even been keeping up on YouTubers that I like. Mm. Um, Richard Pierce says, silly Elizabeth Warren, classy people drink Coors Light also. Duh. <laughs> I thought the left said it was bad to love beer. Looks at Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. What about they, that? they try to paint this hypocrisy and say, people who defended Brett Kavanaugh about beer suddenly rip Elizabeth Warren. Well, I mean, beer is a common theme, but are they really the same? Nobody's saying Elizabeth Warren is a raging alcoholic. Nobody's yeah. trying to uh, to um, defame her character or anything. It's just like that was inauthentic and cringy. That's what we're saying. Nobody... Nobody's saying, the, the, I guess the claims about the beer are fundamentally different. Yeah. So I don't see it as hypocritical at all. Someone in the live chat just said, fall, Blonde has fallen into a pit of despair. You know, it's true. <laughs> I, I'll try to get some pep in my stuff. Um, I'll get some pep in you. I'll, I'll, I'll get you later in the show. Okay. Yeah. All that hoax hate and surprise mm -hmm. cringe and Desmond's dad is really going to yeah. make me feel like I have more of a purpose for a living. And well, everything. if... Pep and rage are interchangeable. I'll, I, that's I true. Get... Maybe I need more anger, and that's what yeah. it is, a lack of anger. Yeah. Uh, you can't stop the scout. In Pocahontas' next live stream, she'll be smoking weed from a peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. And she, I'd like her a thousand times more. I would, if I too, if she that, made yeah. a joke out of it like that. Please. That'd be yeah. great. Pseudoscience, y'all are awesome, too. I have no hope. Panderers and idiots have captured the imaginations of idiots. Common people have no interest in reasoning. Ain't that the mm. truth? Joshy boy, you low down, no good money grabber, swindling me out of 10 bucks. We may do do it, Josh. That's true. We, we deceive our it. audience. As uh, Jared Holt says, we found out how to become you. They discovered <laughs> how to become YouTube famous. We cracked the code and we tricked everyone into supporting us. Yeah, there's a book, uh, you know, a book for dummies about how to become YouTube famous. That yeah. we've all read. We're uh, hackers like yeah. that, you know. Daniel Bennington, surprise cringe of the week. Cody Parkey hits Parkey. Ooh. It's the upright and yeah. cross beam in the last 10 seconds of the Bears Eagle game shaking. Yeah. yeah. So if you uh, this was the football playoff game that just happened, which I know you don't care about football, but you might care about this in terms of human failure. And just I really sympathize with the guy. So you're familiar with a field goal, right? 
Yes. Like kick the ball through the uprights, <laughs> you know? Okay, so the Bears have a chance to win the, the game, the playoff game. Loser goes home, winner advances toward the Super Bowl. Last second kick to win the game. Not only does it bounce off the, how can I do this? Like off the upright, but then it bounces off the crossbar too and mm-hmm. out. So he double banked it out and he lost the game and the entire season for his team. And um, I was thinking Did about tweeting. Did everybody boo him and then he got his ass kicked? Because I well, can get saying. on board. This happened in Chicago. So I was thinking about tweeting, but I thought it was too mean that he's going to become the victim of some good old fashioned Chicago gang violence. So he better get <laughs> out of there. But uh, you should have tweeted that. You still have yeah. Twitter, right? Yes, I've not been banned yet. Do you because still use I don't. It? Yeah, actually, it's like honestly, Twitter's like my favorite communication platform. Even though I hate the the leadership of the company. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, AK Green Girl gotta love when the left eat their own. That's true too. There will be plenty of that coming later. Yeah. Yep. Az Archer, good evening, bitches. I had to chain up my tires for the first time. California had to get one last jab in there before I left. Anyway, mm. I hope you two enjoy the winter storm that is about to hit. Both of you, as always, keep it classy. Is I there one for a, a good winter storm? I hope so. It's um, been weirdly warm and mild here for like a month. Yeah, it hasn't been too cold here either. Mm. A catastrophe. Damn it. I donated last week slightly past the buzzer. Shout out to my dead cat. Rest in peace. No, I thought we talked about that one. Didn't we talk Love about you guys and this awesome chat? Yes, we did, but we were super insensitive about it. So don't yeah. go back and try to find it in the <laughs> yeah. stream. Um, Boogeyman917, cheers to my favorite podcast duo. Thank you, sir. Let's just do two more right now. Patrick Waz, I'd love to say that I'm watching tonight, but I'm way too drunk after that game to understand anything. Here's my money that would mm. otherwise go to more booze. <laughs> ah, well, I'm glad we're helping you recover from your... Elizabeth Warren alcoholism. Yeah. And Gabriel for- Lopez, no note. He didn't even call us faggots. So thank you. He's been in very nice lately. It's I've received nice. I've received very nice messages I from know. Gabriel. And it's not that I don't appreciate them and his support for the show, because I do. It's just sort of like, you know, when someone who's always uh taking shots at you is suddenly nice, you're like, What the hell, man? Yeah. Call me a douchebag. Call me a faggot. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just got a couple over on Streamlabs. I'll be quick. Don't screw with your mouth open. Good advice. I lost my father today. I'm still, well, I'm sorry oh. to hear that. I'm still watching the show tonight because you guys really are my sanity safe space. I'm sobbing, but watching all the best to you, man. Uh, sorry, dude. I saw him very little as, as a little kid and even less uh, once every few years since I was about nine years old. Part two, he says, my wife and I've been trying for a baby since June. A couple days ago, we got signs uh, that this may be the month. Um, she's got some signs of, of pregnancy. That is, he was, um, he was so excited to be a grandfather for my kids, but I didn't get to tell him, well, I'm sorry to hear that man. And I, I'm glad that maybe tuning in and, and hanging out with us can be helpful. A little um, uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, all the best to you and your family. And, and of course, thanks for supporting the show, man. Cameron says daily reminder that the SPLC is a terrorist hate organization and does not deserve your shekels. Uh, also get black pilled on the show. Keep up the great work to you too. Sure. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Oh, there's more from don't screw with your mo- um, mouth open on the, the dad update. I've been through a lot for a 23 year old, but this is the hardest thing so far. I never uh, donated to the show before until today, but I needed the comfort and distraction. Thank you both. Sometimes it really feels like you two part of my family. Well, that is, that's huge, oh, man. And that's I, very nice. I'm glad that we can help out uh, to whatever degree that we can. And um, of course, be in touch anytime. You can always send us an email or anything like that. And, and I then wish it has... didn't go one way. Like we don't know our audience, but they know us. So that's kind of, that kind of makes me sad, you know? 
it, it, it is kind of a one-way dynamic, but I, I always try to be as responsive as I can. So that's why I encourage emails and things like that. Last party has Matt and I once made love at the gun range. I cocked his pump action and held the butt of his stock up to me as he assured me my barrel is plenty long enough not to be prohibited by the NFA. Have a great night, you guys. Yay. Well, thank you for that. Let's, uh, I got a few more, but let's, let's continue on. I'll circle back to the rest of them on Streamlabs. Uh, let's see. Let me get my notes here. I've already forgot what we were going to talk about. That's right. Of course, an update to the government shutdown situation, which as we've been speaking about for a couple of weeks, the federal government is not fully operational because Trump wants money for a wall and the Democrats are not going to give him the money for the wall. As we mentioned on Wednesday, the only way this has affected me is my application for an NFA restricted uh, for an NFA tax stamp will not be processed in the meantime. So come on, hurry up, Trump. Actually, yep. I am happy to sacrifice the processing of my ATF paperwork in pursuit of some border security. That doesn't bother me one bit. But the garbage in Yellowstone continues to pile up, as we talked about that, too. Yeah. Uh, Trump says uh, Trump met with Democratic leadership on Friday. Uh, and afterward, he said the shutdown could last months or even years if he doesn't want to get the, <laughs> the, the wall funding in his budget. So he's in it for the long, uh, the long haul. He says he's considering declaring a national emergency to build the wall without congressional approval. So. There's a way to win back Ann Coulter in one. Yeah, we'll uh, easy see about move. that. I just don't. I just don't believe him at this point. You know. Hmm. Trump. Uh, Trump did meet with those Democratic leaders, as I said. No deal resulted, obviously. So it seems like neither side's really willing to budge. There's no meaningful status update here, other than you know, watch what's going to happen with the new Congress. But there's a couple pieces about the new Congress, or just the coverage of this generally that I thought were interesting. Did you see this Today Show coverage of Trump's wall about? Or Trump's tweet about the wall at the Obama residence. Oh, no, I missed this. So I'll play it for you here. The, basically, the gist is Trump tweeted out as part of his politicking on this issue. The Obamas built a wall around their house. I agree. Necessary for, the secu- for their security. Country needs one, too. The Today Show goes into damage control mode for the Obamas with just a bizarre and stupid explanation about why Trump's claim is uh, without merit, basically. Here's, here's the Today Show this week. The president is also tweeting about his predecessor, Barack Obama. What's he saying, Jeff? Yeah, he is. Here's that tweet, Kristen. He says, President and Mrs. Obama built a 10-foot wall around their D.C. mansion slash compound. I agree. Totally necessary for their safety and security. The U.S. needs the same thing. Slightly larger version. (laughs) So the Obamas bought their home here in Washington, D.C. in 2017. And the website TMZ reported back then that the couple was building this fence-like wall around their property. Now, a spokeswoman for the Obamas declined to comment on all of this, but here's the thing. In her new book, Becoming, former First Lady Michelle Obama wrote that Donald Trump's embrace of false conspiracy theories about her husband made her fear for her own family's safety and security. Kristen and Chanel. Jeff, thank you for that report. Appreciate it. Oh, important point. Important point. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's Um, rich. Yeah, so... uh, Point one for me, who cares why they're concerned for their security? Um, the idea that that Trump is why they built the wall is laughable. I'm sure they'd have open doors if Hillary was president. You know, yeah. there'd be no wall. There'd be no locked doors, no security at the Obama residence were it not for President Trump. But even if I, even if that's the case, even if Trump inspired them to do this, they're so afraid for their lives because of Trump. You're still acknowledging that a wall is a reasonable response to a security threat. Right. Right. 
And so the point remains, why aren't Americans deserving the same security that the Obamas have at their place? It's a pretty good deflection, though. It's so dumb, though, when you think about it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, in addition to being wildly politically biased on a supposedly objective news show. Yeah, but the p- people on the left aren't looking at that and thinking critically about it. They don't care about the hypocrisy. Yeah. Only well, people on the right are willing to investigate. It's, it's you, you grant the main point that walls are Keep people reasonable Keep people security safe. measures in right. response to threats. It's so dumb. Uh, meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi has commentary on the wall. She says Trump's never going to get his wall. You heard it in the intro. She had this comment that the only or the real wall separates Trump's constituents and reality is what Nancy Pelosi had to say. In addition to calling the wall again, immoral. She said this several times. The wall is an immorality. Here's mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi talking to reporters on Thursday. The fact the is, a a wall is an immorality. It's not who we are as a nation. And this is not a wall between Mexico and the United States that the president is creating here. It's a wall between reality and his constituents, his supporters. He does not want them to know what he's doing to Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. He does not want them to know what he's doing to clean air and clean water and the rest in his Department of Interior and of uh, of EPA. He does not want them to know how he is hurting them. So he keeps the subject on the wall. He's a master of diversion. Okay. She doesn't read as insane at all. Not at no. all. <laughs> that's, your, that's your new speaker. Get ready. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. We've spoken about this previously, but again, I need an explanation about why a wall is immoral. It seems to me that if you grant the premise that a wall is immoral, the concept of a border is immoral. What it's would immoral, be the distinction? Right. And she did support Israel's wall once again. Was that immoral? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Is that, Only is that, a wall on, on America's borders. Is uniquely are, immoral. It's uniquely immoral, yeah. For the I think that States. she would probably say, although I don't really want to project this on her, she would probably say that we have more wealth, and so we have more of an obligation to other countries. Okay. I'm trying to steal uh, man an her, but her all yeah, yeah. are stupid. No, I, I admire that because that's, that's out of character for you. To get you to steal man Nancy Pelosi is a rare moment in show history. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, I want to understand the mentality of somebody that truly believes that countries, that our country specifically should not be afforded sovereignty. It's baffling yeah. to me, especially when you outwardly support policies and funding for other co- countries to achieve just that. Yeah, um, I just can't reconcile the hypocrisy. So I, I want to get in her head. I mean, but of course, the real reason is that she's courting a, a perpetual voting block. It's yeah. I mean, it the the lack of consistent reasoning lends itself to being cynical. I mean, I don't see any other reasonable explanation right. to other than being cynical like that. Unfortunately, uh, to the point on the campaign on, on on the wall being a diversion, like that was campaign pledge number one. It's not a diversion. Like this is the number one reason people voted mm-hmm. for him. Maybe yeah. and if it's not number one, it's like two, three. It's in there. So the idea that that people who support border security and the president are being uh, be, being given a smoke and mirrors show, it's like that it, you're not jingling car keys at them. Like this was the focal point for them. That's yeah. why they elected the guy. How can it be a diversion? Yeah. They actually don't care about the rest of the stuff. They care about that as basically their number one issue. All other things be damned to a lot of people. Anyway, as I mentioned, the Democrats, of course, now take control of the House. Nancy Pelosi is your Speaker of the House. If you want to see the moment 
Outgoing majority leader Kevin McCarthy handed the gavel to incoming speaker Nancy Pelosi. Here's that briefly for you. And to the speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, I extend to you this gavel. And there you have it. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, if you if you're wondering what approach they were going to take to governing, at least in the House, we have some picture of what's going on here. Looks like step one or close to step one will be gun control measures. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday, we have the anniversary of the Gabby Gifford shooting eight years ago. Democrats that was eight years ago. Twenty eleven. Yeah. January twenty eleven. She's made a nearly a full recovery, right? Is her speech know. still I slowed? And... I don't know what her condition is. Well, shot no in the head idea. and she's not dead. So that's yeah, remarkable that's, in and of itself. Yeah, quite, quite an accomplishment. Uh, so Democrats plan to introduce a bill for mandatory background checks, universal background checks, you'll hear the term. So background checks for all gun transfers, including private exchanges. Now, this is, some, this is one of those things that kind of sounds good on the surface to someone who doesn't have a full understanding of what's going on. Like why would background checks be bad? Why is that a bad thing? Give you a rundown on what's actually going on here. Generally speaking, we already have this as federal law. So if, if you're a business and you're engaged in gun sales, you have to have what's called an FFL or a federal firearms license. Uh, and any sale that a, a business that sells guns makes by federal law must conduct uh, a criminal background check through the FBI's system first. So anytime you go to a store, it doesn't matter if it's in Montana, California, does not matter. You're going to get a background check before walking out of that store with any gun. Yeah. And if you're a felon, that sale will be blocked. Now, in terms of private sales, like let's say you and I both live in Montana and I want to let you borrow my gun or you want to buy my gun that I just own personally. Like I'm not a gun businessman. It's not my business selling guns, but I happen to have a few personal guns. Maybe I want to exchange them to you. States regulate that. And some do and some don't. So in California, if we lived in California together, uh, if you want to exchange your personal gun with somebody, you're, you'd have to go through an FFL and do that same background check. We'd have to go to a store. They'd conduct the same background check. Not the case in my state like Montana where I can sell privately to you and, or, or anyone I want. Now, granted, under federal law, I can't give you a gun if I know that you're a felon or a domestic abuser because that's mm-hmm. your prohibited person. Right. Any exchange that takes place across state lines, like you know, if you're, if you're in Idaho right now and I'm in Montana, if I wanted to sell you one of my guns, we'd have to ship it between FFLs, between stores, and a background oh, check would be conducted. Pain. Yeah. So, so this is already regulated uh, to a large degree, including in a lot of states. So, but, but is a background check in a private sale inherently a problem? Maybe, maybe not. The problem is, how are you going to enforce it? Right. Because in reality, if I, like I've let my friends borrow guns for target shooting or hunting previously. Technically, now under this law, it's unclear whether that'd be legal or not. But the question is, how are you going to know what firearms are in my possession and which ones were borrowed to people. There's no way to enforce that without a registry. And that's what most people, myself included, are opposed to. You will never enforce this law unless you know what guns are in my home, what they are, how many I have, all of that. Right. And I will not be registering my firearms with the federal government to have them tracked. I'm not going to do that. Uh, beyond that, um, it, it, th- this sort of system has just not been shown to be effective. As I said, they already have this in California. 
you already have universal background checks. A, a recent nonpartisan John Hopkins University, Johns Hopkins University study on California system found, uh, surprise, surprise, no effect on gun deaths, including suicides, not just gun homicides, including suicides. Mm-hmm. This sort of thing just does not work. Reportedly, uh, this bill will have exceptions for exchanges between family members and temporary use of a gun for hunting purposes. Now, what temporary means, I don't know. Does that mean my friend can borrow it for a day or a week or a month? Who knows? You got to ask congressional Democrats. Another question. What if I just want to let my friend borrow a gun for target shooting for the afternoon? I have to go through an FFL. I have to ask the federal government for for permission. This all lends to criminal behavior anyway. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. It's going to be like bump stocks all over again. Who's going to do Who's going to could go through all of this just to no. allow somebody to use their gun? They'll, Absolutely they'll never not. Caught. And I will never register my firearms with the, with the state government in Montana, with the local government. I'm not doing this stuff. Yeah. I already have to do that as, as part of getting an NFA item, a short-barreled rifle. They have to know exactly what my gun is, and i got to submit all the information under the sun. I'm not doing that for every gun. How are they saying that this is constitutional? What's the, I don't let's steel man qu- them. What's their argument here? I don't know that that question has been answered. I suppose they would say that to the extent we have... Uh, to the extent that we have background checks for sales at FFL, sales at businesses, if those are constitutional, presumably it would be in terms of uh, uh, between private individuals, I suppose. The reason I haven't had a huge problem with background checks at FFLs as they currently exist is that's basically a check on something that's been adjudicated through due process. So the government will not deprive you of life and liberty without due process. Before they sell you a gun, they're just going to say, hey, have you been convicted of a felony or domestic um, or misdemeanor domestic assault? If not, you're good to go. In this case, it's not even the background check inherently that bothers me. It's the enforcement. It is the idea that you're going to have to track every single gun in the country. That seems, one, like a tremendous waste of government time, and two, practically impossible. Right. Hmm. Uh, I don't like this. Well, that's just the start of their silliness. And, and by the way, a lot of this stuff... It's just, it's revealing of Democratic Party priorities. It's not necessarily stuff that's going to happen. This is going nowhere in the Republican Senate. I don't think Trump would sign it, although this is one of those gun measures like bump stocks that he might. This has more practical implications, though. Yes. Yeah. It Uh, absolutely does. Really problematic, although I hate using that that technology. Yeah. It's a term that's been co opted. I mean, the language of the Second Amendment is, is so clear. The right of the people to keep and bear, bear arms shall not be infringed. I, I don't know how they could possibly say this was constitutional. If by making the process so bureaucratic that it becomes virtually impossible for an entire sector of people to own guns legally, I, I, how is that not infringing on the, on the right to bear arms? Maybe the silver lining in all of this is even if they were to successfully pass a lot of this stuff, you would get instant legal challenges. Presumably, if you've got a Supreme Court that's got their constitutionality straight, they might be ruling the right way on these things. It's possible this would backfire against the Democrats. What if they try all this stuff and it gets to the high court and the court's like, absolutely not. Right. And they go down that way. That's Fine. something that could happen. Let's do it then. Hmm. That and it's uh, it's I, I just don't think this is a winning political strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're ever going to win outside of their progressive enclaves. You know, New York, California, middle America, this sort of stuff's not not popular. I mean, th- this is the sort of thing that like they always say universal background checks, 97% of Americans, or maybe it's 97% of climate scientists or whatever, 80% of Americans support this. 
okay, I get it. I get it why people don't find background checks inherently controversial. I don't necessarily either. You got to explain the details. Do you want every single firearm registered with the federal government? Because that's what it's going to take. Right. And that's where the polling starts to fall off. It's like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But that's just the start of the crazy. In the interest of time, got to keep it moving along. Do you remember Representative Steve Cohen of calling Peter Strzok uh, or saying Peter Strzok deserves a Purple Heart fame? Remember that guy? Cohen, you say? He's back. He's back and he's ready to go. Uh, with more insanity in the new Congress. And um, he's got two bills. Bill is really the wrong term. He's got two constitutional amendment proposals. Uh, One to eliminate the electoral college and one to stop presidents from pardoning themselves. So obviously he's convinced Trump is going to be needing to pardon himself Mm -hmm. in the near future. So just a just a refresher, these constitutional amendments will require two thirds vote in both chambers of Congress and ratification in three fourths of the states. In other words, no chance, but good for you, uh, Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen says, quote, Americans expect and deserve the winner of the popular vote to win office more than a century ago. We amended our Constitution to provide for the direct election of U.S. senators. It's past time we directly elect our president and vice president. Uh, I disagree. I think Americans don't expect that. I think Americans understand our electoral system. I think the states elect the president by design. I think we're supposed to have a federation of states, not one big country operated through tyranny of the majority, but that appears to be what they want. Hmm. Not going anywhere. That's the positive. <laughs> Did you, uh, you, you check out, AOC, yes. as the hip kids call her. Jeez. You see her you're... dancing video? It actually wasn't as cringy as I thought it was going to be. I The dancing thing, I don't give a shit about. And I, I thought about talking about it, but we have so much to fit in that I just had to cut it out. But one, I don't care that she danced. I'm guessing you probably don't either. It's like it's when she was in college. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The interesting angle on this, I saw a lot of people tweeting about it because there's headlines in New York Times and other big media outlets. Conservatives rip alexandria ocasio cortez alexandria i can't ever say her name alexandria ocasio cortez aoc we'll go with that as the hip kids call her they rip her for her dancing video and uh benny johnson i think even ruben was tweeting out about this asking who who are the conservatives ripping her for this dancing thing it was like a made-up controversy yeah I didn't see anybody that I listened to of conservative or libertarian persuasion ripping her for this dancing thing. It was pretty tame. I mean, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't think she looked. I actually think she looked better in that video than she does in her political. Yeah. Commentary. I mean, I think this was a PR move like the beer drinking to make her seem more relatable. She's like, look, I, I dance. <laughs> hmm. Well, no, it's, it's from, it's from her college days. It's a long time ago. It's yeah. not new. I know. But I think that it was released strategically. I don't know oh. that this was an organic thing. Yeah, like who the hell unearthed it? I don't even know that. I don't know. Hmm. This is why nobody should run for office because they just. It's why we're it. eliminated. We are. We're perma eliminated. We can never <laughs> yeah. run for anything. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, I guess I, I can't share this. I'll have to just describe it. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has her new her Green New Deal as she's calling it. And this has actually been a movement that's uh, popular with progressive Democrats, not just her. But this idea is that um, the U.S. would work toward, not mandate. The reporting I saw was specific to say, it's not mandated, we're just going to work toward it. Okay, well, you tell me how you're going to do it without mandating it. A complete transition to renewable energy by 2030. So to be clear, 
no oil, no coal, basically 90% of the way we generate power and energy right now out the door by 2030. That's the plan. Now, how would you pay for such radical change to our entire country, our entire economy? Well, with 70% tax rates on the rich, of course. So she goes out, she's appearing on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper. I think the full episode is airing right about now or this evening, but clips of it have been released. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez explaining how she's going to make radical change to the U.S. economy simply by taxing upper tax brackets their fair share or, you know, some such nonsense. Here's what she had to say. You're talking about zero carbon emissions, no use of fossil fuels within 12 years? That is the goal. It's ambitious. And How is that possible? You're talking about everybody having to drive an electric car? It's going to require a lot of rapid change that we don't even conceive as possible right now. What is the problem with trying to push our technological capacities to the furthest extent possible? This would require the raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Do you have a specific on the tax rate? You know, you look at our tax rates back in the 60s, and when you have a progressive tax rate system, your tax rate, you know, let's say from zero to $75,000 may be 10% or 15%, etc. But once you get to like the tippy tops, uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70%. That doesn't mean all $10 million are taxed at an extremely high rate, but it means that as you climb up this ladder, you should be contributing more. What you are talking is about is big picture is a radical agenda right compared yes. to the way politics is done right now. Well, I think that it only has ever been radicals that have changed this country. Abraham Lincoln made oh. a radical decision to sign the, the Emancipation Proclamation. Franklin Delano Roosevelt made the radical decision to embark on establishing programs like Social Security. That is to radical. To intern the Japanese. Do you call yourself a radical? <laughs> Yeah, you know, if that's what radical means, call me a radical. Well, thanks, Abraham Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, Much appreciated. Unfortunate frame for that to stop on if you have the video shared. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I got all the answers, trust me. Okay, I got a lot to say about this. I don't know if you want to go first, but... Um, I mean, for somebody of such low intelligence, she certainly delivers with a lot of confidence. I'll give her that, you know. Hmm. She's she's Counts saying what she really believes. It, it does count for something, I suppose. Um I think the phenomenon of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is hilarious because this is what multiculturalism has brought our political system. A hmm. stupid millennial multi-ethnic bartender that doesn't know shit about our government or any of these things telling us how we need to live our lives, uh, saying how much of our income we need to give the federal government for totally experimental and hypothetical situations. Like, what is she talking about? We're all going to be driving electric cars in 10 years. Yeah, right. Are you serious? Does she really believe that this it's is It's going to take feasible? commitment to concepts you haven't even thought of before, man. Like, okay. All right. Anyway, I got to give you a I hate in your heart that for that. Someone can't believe that. So much like hate in their heart. But to her quotes, Quote, it's going to require rapid change that we don't even conceive as possible. And I'm just supposed to take your word for it that <laughs> okay. it is possible. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and even if I do, why wouldn't I trust the market to innovate rather than you telling people how to innovate? Yeah. Okay. Uh, quote, 
what is the problem with trying to push our technological capacities to the furthest extent possible? Well, one, if the change is so fast that we upend our entire economy uh, artificially to make that happen, that's a problem. That would be a problem if we don't have an economy anymore. Another problem is you controlling economic and technological development. I don't trust Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to do it. I want free enterprise Mm -hmm. to develop technology, not genius AOC pulling the strings. Uh, She also says, quote, pay their fair share in taxes. Obviously, a progressive (laughs) mantra. I hate that phrase, yeah. Just, Just to give you an idea of what taxation in the United States looks like, at least in 2015. Now, granted, this was prior to, um, prior to, uh, I don't know what's going on with my computer. I guess I can't share that either. Anyway, technological difficulties. But according to this Pew, uh, this Pew analysis from 2015, it is, uh, so people earning over a hundred thousand dollars, these are not even people earning over a hundred thousand dollars at the low end of that. I wouldn't even consider them extravagantly rich. Would you? No. No, that's like you're 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 doing well, but you know whatever. These people, they're outside the scope of who Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is talking about as like the middle class and all this. These people are paying eighty percent of the taxes in this country, uh, and the rich, of course, are already paying the highest effective rate at twenty eight percent in twenty fifteen. Again, mm-hmm. according to different this this was prior to Trump's uh, tax reform, which goes into effect this year, I guess this tax season, right? But just to give you a picture. People earning $28 million or more were already paying an effective tax rate of 28%, much higher than people, like people down less than $30,000, $30,000 $50,000, 4 4.9%, 7.2%. We already have a progressive tax system. Mm-hmm. Your answer, her answer to fundamentally changing, changing the infrastructure of, of our entire economy is to get these people at like $2 million or more in this analysis. They're already paying an effective tax rate creeping on 30%. They already pay the highest chunk of the overall uh, income to the federal government. Are we still having this conversation? Like nobody's going to talk about how the obvious outcome of this is that it disincentivized people to become high earners and create businesses. Duh. Are we still having this conversation? But but here's (laughs) the thing too. It's like take everybody that earns $2 million or more in this Pew analysis, tax them 100%. Yeah. Steal their steal their firstborns too. It's not enough to say no renewable energy by 2030. It's not enough to replace oil and coal outright. You, you you'd have to rebuild literally everything about this country to make this happen. But we're supposed to believe this is sensible and ambitious and all this. Anyway, after listening to Elizabeth Warren and um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, basically the main takeaway I got from both of them was uh was this which is to say like the only thing wrong with the economy is that we're not centrally planning it that's basically how i feel about it like if the only thing going wrong with this country is we're not trusting these two geniuses to pull the strings on everything no thank you i'll take freedom i'll take uh technological ingenuity from the experts in those fields i'll take people who are out there actually building stuff instead of just lecturing us from their academic ivory towers or in the case of alexandria ocasio-cortez some neighborhood bar in the bronx the idea that i'm not even saying like she's well i guess i am saying she's an idiot because she seems to be an idiot but the point is it's not it's not just her like I don't think there's anybody in the world who's smart enough to control every aspect of our economy in a beneficial way like she's describing. You there's know what I mean? nobody That's, that I would trust to do that. Yeah, it's not just her. It's like the system, the concept you're describing of central control of everything is insanity. We've right, tried right. it. Not just and we. That's why but, capitalism reassures me in many ways, because it diversifies 
the risk. It's it's not all up to one person. It's so easy to seize power and just drive your economy into the ground when one person or one entity yeah. is in control of everything. It's just idiotic. I just can't believe we're here again. It's like have you have you never looked through history to to see what central planning does? It's never seemingly been tried. not. It's never and been I know, tried the AOC way. This is unrelated, but her man of the people stuff really bothers me because she comes from a wealthy family. She's mm. she's from the Bronx, but she had like a privileged education. She didn't she didn't have to work at a bar to make ends meet. She's just a listless millennial who got a shitty education. Like mm. this is who is going to come up through the ranks. Thank you, boomers, for not doing a good job with your kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, boomer listeners. I know I get a lot of shit when I. Uh, That's I all right. Do. That's all right. It just makes uh, me furious, but it's also kind of funny. You know, it's like, yeah, of course, this is obviously what's going to happen to our political system. People like her are going to be popping up all over the place. I suppose so. It's all these people who think the only problems that we have are that I'm not in full control of everything because I'll do it right. Okay, oh, good yeah. luck. I hope I'm not around to to uh, live through that America, but maybe I will be. We'll see. Um, and oh, and of course, are saying she's not even from the Bronx. Yeah, there's there's some I'm not exactly sure what the backstory is, but I've seen people going back and forth on Twitter about some inconsistencies or false claims she's made about her background. To me, that's like the least concerning thing. I her economic proposals are much, much uh, more worrisome to me. Last piece on the new Congress, because of course oh, you got to save the best for last. What What's the number one thing they want to do? The number one thing they want to do is to impre- impeach the duly elected president of the United States because reasons doesn't matter why, because mm-hmm. reasons Brad Sherman, a representative from I think California. I'm not sure. Anyway, Congressman Brad Sherman has introduced the articles of impeachment over the Comey firing. He did this on Thursday. He says, quote, I believe that obstruction of justice is the clearest and most provable high crime and misdemeanor committed by Donald J. Trump. Uh, He said in a tweet as he pushed out this impeachment push, even though Comey himself said, yeah, there was no obstruction. Remember, Comey was asked point blank by Congress and reporters, I believe. Hey, did Trump do any uh, obstructing when he fired you or when you were investigating? No, he didn't. Uh, You sure? Because we are going to try to impeach him over it. Okay. good luck. Uh, And then, of course, a lot of people talking about this clip this week. Incoming um, Congresswoman, or I guess now Congresswoman, uh, what's her face? Uh, Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib, who is one of two new Muslim Congresswomen. She was sworn in on a Quran. She's from Michigan. She attended a progressive rally on Thursday night promising to impeach the motherfucker, referring, of course, to Donald Trump. This is new Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. People love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. (laughs) Why? Because reasons. I'm tired, you know. Oh, we got plenty more. I just can't. These people, I give up, I give up. You see this Huffington Post article about it, too, because, of course, this got so a lot brave. of backlash. Yeah. Now, the Huffington Post headline, GOP clutches pearls over Representative Rashida Tlaib's, yeah. or as they, I guess, good good editorial team over at uh, Huffington Post, Rashida Tlaib's foul language shove, uh, shrugs over Trump's. Or do I have that wrong? Isn't it? Is it? 
Maybe I have that wrong. Is it Tlaib or is it Tlaib? I thought it was Tlaib. I think it's Tlaib. Let me look it up. Huh. Rashida it... Tlaib. Oh, huh. It's Tlaib. Damn it. I. All right. Fine. I got to give Huffington Post credit where due. This is another Whoops. epitome moment for me. She must Fair be. enough. Um, Damn it. Thought I thought I had him. Anyway. Muslim finder. Is that a thing? Ah, she is Muslim. Yeah. Rashida well, Tlaib. She was sworn in on a Quran. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. That's All right, this show has reached a low point for the evening, but I'm going to carry on. <laughs> she, uh, okay, so the Huffington Post headline, Rashida Tlaib's foul language. The GOP is clutching their pearls over this. Uh, excuse me, but the Huffington Post's main business is pearl clutching. Is it not? Isn't that what they do with Donald Trump every day, all day? They clutch their pearls? And besides that, that's not the criticism. Like, Do you honestly care that she said motherfucker? No, I don't at all. What I care about is we have incoming Congress people, representatives who say that their main mission is to impeach a duly elected president of the United States for no articulated. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I have a problem with that, but also Muslims in government. Well, this I was having an interesting conversation about this too. Like she was sworn in on a Quran, uh, that I don't know if that's a first because uh, Keith Ellison might've done that. Now, Keith Ellison did that. I guess to be consistent, I have to say that I have no more problem with this than I do swearing in on a Bible. Oh, my, God, you were the worst. To be intellectually you consistent, suck. not that it would be my preference, of course. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not in favor of restricting citizens' religious rights. But here's the question. Should we, should we be swearing in on any document but the U.S. Constitution itself? Like, we send them there to uphold that document uh, above all Yeah, else. I mean— I can, I can get on board with that too, but we also are a nation based on Christian values. So I, I'm I fine with the Bible, but Bible yeah. constitution, not the Quran. Yeah. It's not that I consider them to be the same document, even of value to me, because of course I've grown up in a country that was shaped on one and not necessarily the other. It's that I d- I'm not comfortable with the precedent of, of saying, I guess to me, if you were to, if the government were to say you can only swear on swearing on this document, that would run into first amendment complications with a state endorsement of religion, basically. <sighs> I'm exhausted with your rationality mm. and principled thinking. It's, really annoying well super annoying you, you want to challenge principles islam is always a great way to do it it's like <laughs> it's like uh you know you want you want free speech free thinking all of that the, generally speaking islamic ideology is the number one challenge to those things so to what degree are you willing to extend freedoms to an ideology that globally speaking is very hostile to freedom generally uh great yeah. question I would take any kind of roundabout way to limit the freedoms of said people. Yeah. Do what you want, but please no Muslims. That's the campaign yeah. slogan. Basically. Okay. Or Islam. It's about the, I hate having to subtext, do this, I just take, preferably no trannies and then some other thing. <laughs> Jeez. We're going to get in trouble now. Come on. Can people just be normal, like normal American Christians with, with, you know, conservative values. This country well, sucks now. I mean, again, it, 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 even that is secondary to me in terms of just if you're in government, you swear an oath, an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. I'd, I'd rather not have swearing to any secondary document, but certainly not those that globally speaking is are associated with values that are 100 percent hostile yeah. to the values articulated in the, in the Constitution itself. Yeah, it's a tough call. Anyway, 
to uh, to summarize the big democratic plans for the incoming Congress. You got gun control, constitutional upheaval, centrally planned economy, and impeachment of a duly elected president. So good job, congressional. Fine, they can run on this. I mean, they'll just lose again. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get Trump a second term. This is a great start. Fantastic start. It's going to be fascinating to watch. This might be even more cutthroat than 2016. What do you think? Uh, what, what do you mean by cutthroat? Like what was, what was I don't know. I think that they're going to really reach deep in their pockets and they're going to pull out some Kavanaugh style. Oh, I see. Tactics. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be just vicious and brutal, but I don't know what they can pull on him that they haven't already yeah, tried. That's, they really that's, shot their wad in 2016. They've got nothing left. That's the thing. Trump is immune to this sort of thing. He can't be, I, I, I think he's totally immune to these types of underhanded character assassinations. Especially the stuff related to his sexual history. Yeah, nobody cares about that stuff. Yeah. We've already decided. We're like, oh yeah, unless you, I don't care. Honestly, like as far as the character stuff goes, it's already so well established for me, unless you can prove that he's a confirmed criminal. It's none of it is going to matter to right. me at all. And by the way, I'm not willing to like, I don't know, get concerned about character issues when the alternatives, as I said, are gun control, centrally planned economy and altering the rules because you lost, like altering our constitution because you lost. No, thank you. I don't yeah. want anything to do with that, regardless of whether you have an upstanding character. It doesn't matter. Um, it's antithetical like to American values. People will see that. Hmm. It, the, the real problem here is that the left and the right, everybody's chosen sides, and now we're diametrically opposed and both fueled with like visceral hatred for one another. No doubt. Um, so, you know, I think that some tactics are going to be employed that even we can't anticipate now that might even make the Kavanaugh thing seem a little bit mild. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what attempted rapist is a pretty serious charge like how what do you gonna go get after some that pedo pedophile? stuff probably yeah mm. uh in the interest of time we'll keep it moving along you want to we we got several stories coming up the jasmine barnes shooting sjw is going after louie and ellen and then um plenty of stuff to close the show so let's let's take uh let's take a quick super chat break and then get back to it sure uh nala black i hope warren wins the democrat primary did i already read this watching trump call her so. pocahontas to her face during the debates would make me so happy i would die hmm. yeah that would be good uh rainier chen here's some rainy day money for you unfortunately i think aoc will probably gain more political power in the future not only due to the growing radicalism in the dems but also the stupidity of the mainstream conservatives yeah yeah that's i think that that she has a long career in politics in front of her Good God. I'm going to need some more beer. I know. Michael mm. Field. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Lots of love and support from the UK. Shout out to my friend Nick Hers. It's his birthday tomorrow. Peace. Thank you, well, Michael. Happy and birthday. happy birthday, Nick. Jeff Miller. Appreciate your perspectives. Coming to the stream late. Had to watch the Foles miracle continue. Go birds. Yeah. Happy New Year's. Same game I was referencing. The Bears-Eagles game. Oh. Go birds. Oh. Mm. Uh, uh, Yoko Halo was a little extra for missing live last week. Uh, some dinks slash my tires. So I'm taking extra Ugh. hours to fix my car. I love y'all. Uh, where do you live? Chicago. Yikes. Hmm, uh, Agent Flippy. Thanks have, for haven't been able to watch live for quite a while because of work. I doubt y'all Luke college humor, but love or uh, like, 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 yeah, we're pretty dumb. Um, how many i'm so stupid i like college humor but their tumblr ceo bit was absolutely hilarious definitely hmm. worth a look 
Uh, college humor back in the day. I forgot about college humor. Back in the day, they had funny stuff. These days, it's mostly political for my taste, but maybe they got some good stuff. I assume this is about the Tumblr porn ban. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beaner8127, Warren ran against a tech support Indian named Shiva. He ran ads with her in chief makeup that said, vote for a real. Yeah. (laughs) They also say, I wrote my vote for Shiva on paper that was Warren White. (laughs) Remember, uh, that guy even appeared on Styx's channel, if you recall. Really? Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty good. That's super cool. Uh, yeah. Jack's DDSN repeal affirmative action. Clearly, it isn't working. No comment. So much hate in your heart. Wow. Um, Dakota Stanton says Warren cringe. I know that was really bad. Uh, <laughs> the JagCon. It seems all the Dems have the same PR team. Yeah, they are playing by the same book. They're like, here are our minority causes, and we appeal to the to the general population, right? Which, by the way, is not an adjustment on 2016 at all. Like, no. It, it, it's they the really same aren't thing. Adapting, it's a double down. Yeah. Which makes me hopeful. I mean, I think that, that 2020 is going to be good for Republicans. Dallas Dingwood, no, don't talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortega. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. I'm sorry. Um, Fago, uh, even I have more live viewers than Elizabeth Warren did in her stream. No, no, no. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I I, we had mentioned it previously, but I, I went on Iyama Fego's podcast stream this week. So I'll post the audio to our oh, really? uh, uh, platforms. Yeah, it's linked on my YouTube channel now if people want to check it out. Um, downskated. Because I know Blonde loves it so much. Touchdown, field goal, Omaha, nickel coverage, three to four defense. Seriously, though, the only way the Dems will want a wall is if Mexicans start smuggling plastic straws. <laughs> wow. It has to be in California specifically, though. Texas uh. won't care. Yeah. Tranny Bain, you guys are naturals at connecting with your audience. Unlike Focahontas, maybe if you were drunk, it'd get cringy, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Hmm. Probably be even more entertaining. I don't drink, but I've actually never seen you drunk on stream. Or really, I mean, we've only hung out the one time, I guess, but even privately or like when we have hangouts with patrons and stuff. No, I I couldn't tell you the last time I was genuinely drunk. I just don't do it anymore. And if I do the hangover I either get no hangover at all or like death hangover. So yeah. I try to steer clear of that. Uh, first son of man. Hey, Matt, how many dildos are you going to get in your P.O. box? YouTube censors. <laughs> high blonde stunning as always. Uh, it's already filled with dildos. I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't checked it for a couple of days, so I'll have to see. Bill McPherson with the good hair. Hey, guys, watching with my wife. Hadn't mm-hmm. broken the news yet. Whoa, but I figured it was wow. time. Hope to Congrats. talk to you guys again sometime soon. Thank you. Cool, man. I hope, That's awesome. Yeah, I hope the wedding was great um should we do more should we wait? let's let's stop there on uh stream or on super chat i'll hop over to Streamlabs quickly and we'll we'll keep it moving because we got plenty to talk about and time is running out so we'll circle back to the super chats at the end of the show i think uh akazit uh have not caught live in a long time i got off patreon early uh and got on subscribe star for the show hope the patronage went through until you have an alternative Streamlabs uh is it check out uh bitbacker.io for a real alternative dependable on blockchain yeah i've heard people reference that and as we said earlier in the show subscribe star did work so when they start accepting donations again then that's a viable platform but for now who knows um this bitbacker might be something to look at though i'll check that out Angel of Darkness says, uh, I eat the cookie dough raw. Any, anyway, here's my uh, old Netflix fund. You cancel, canceled Netflix. You didn't even get to watch Bandersnatch and Bird Box, which I watched this week. Bandersnatch was hugely overrated. Wow. A, we were going to watch it, but I don't know. Watch it and let me know what you think. I eh. mostly hated it. I don't know. A movie has to really floor me these days or I'm like, what a waste of my time. Yeah. I saw Aqu- Aquaman this weekend too. You did? Yeah. 
probably um, better than the mule. You know that movie made two hundred million dollars before it was even released in the United States. The mule did or Aquaman? Aquaman. They just release it for Chinese audiences. What a bunch of shit. Dude, it's up it's, it's it has dialogue that is as bad as like Anakin in the Star Wars prequel. Like really? some of the the action scenes are cool as you'd expect, but the dialogue and the scripting is horrendous. Like Amber absolutely Heard can't horrid. Act, and she's also totally insane. And also, I don't IRL. want uh, Jason Momoa as like you know, like a like a funny guy. He has like funny moments. I want him yeah. as called Drogo, dude. He's cool that way. Like I want him not talking and just being like a an action badass. Yeah. But he, you know, he talks too much in this movie. I got my gripes about him too, IRL. Hmm. Well, I don't know anything about him in, in real life. <laughs> oh, he's married to uh the chick that used to be on the Cosby's or something like. That. She's like way older than he is. Hmm. Well, we know that that gets you shit points from Blonde if you're a man who marries an older woman. But like way older. I think she's like 15 or, or 20 huh. years older. Yeah. Okay. And, and also Nicole Kidman is his mom in that movie, which is just, good God, of all the terrible casting. How did Reddick, that happen? Yeah, watch the movie and find out. No. Lisa Reddick Bonet, is, that's her name. Redicus says, Ruben uh, is more of a free speech absolutist than Peterson, but it is Peterson's platform. I see more of a need for MasterCard suit since the bank can't say no Nigerians allowed. Why can they say no Kekistanis allowed? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, may- maybe the legal answer is the correct one. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how that I of all the stories I can't wait to see develop in 2019. This is number one for me to see how this like uh, financial uh, platform deplatforming is going to pan out, you know? Walsey says, uh, keep us updated on payment options. Thanks. We'll do. And I will always have that document linked in the description uh, and you and it'll be updated every time something changes or there's a new option posted. All right. This Jasmine Barnes story, I didn't pay much attention to. I knew this happened. Um, I didn't even hear about this, if I'm being totally honest. Well, it's kind of over the holidays. So, you know, if you're not paying attention to the news, you might miss it. But the, uh, the, what happened is basically this. Jasmine Barnes was a seven-year-old little girl killed in a drive-by shooting in Houston on December 30th. And she's black, of course. Jasmine's mother and three sisters told police that the man who did it was, um, was a white guy in his 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. which led to the police releasing this, um, this sketch of the suspect. So here's some news coverage and the image of the suspect as was being reported per the family's claims about who had shot this little girl. The suspect in that truck shot and killed seven-year-old Jasmina Barnes. They also just released this composite of the suspect, and they want for people in this area to take a hard look at this picture. This is a composite from the description uh, that Jasmina's sisters offered to (laughs) authorities here. They say when I first saw it, I thought it was like a burqa. Is this Owen (laughs) Benjamin in a burqa with it, you know, kind of pulled down or something like that? Yeah, maybe. The suspect is a white male wearing a dark hoodie, that he's in his 30s or his 40s, and that he's skinny, and they say that he was sick looking. I spoke one-on-one with the sheriff. He tells me at this point it's really unclear uh, if this was racially motivated. But it wasn't necessarily unclear to Jasmine's family and their legal representation. So um, here's some coverage from earlier in the week from the Washington Post. These sto- a lot of these stories are being edited furiously now, and the lawyer himself is backtracking. So this this lawyer named, I think it's Lee Merritt or Mr. Merritt here, is telling a phone interview to the Washington Post here, that's why I was brought on. We want to emphasize the racial nature of the attack and that hate crime charges are appropriate. 
Now, of course, uh, this gets picked up and emphasized by a lot of media outlets. CNN reporting, uh, mom believes race may have played a role. Vox putting out that that a, a white man fired into her family's car. Her family believes the attack was racially motivated. The headline of this prior Washington Post piece was black seven-year-old slaying was, uh, has Houston on edge. Family thinks it was racially motivated. Uh, plot twist, it was not a white guy and it was not racially motivated. This is uh, the update to the story that came out uh, later this week. But let's begin with that breaking news in Houston. Overnight, police charging 20-year-old Eric Black Jr. with capital murder in the shooting death of 7-year-old Jasmine Barnes. Authorities say a tip led them to the suspect who admitted taking part in the shooting. Witnesses initially described the gunman as white, leading some to believe the shooting was racially motivated. But investigators now say it appears to be a tragic case of mistaken identity and the family was not the intended target. Meantime, hundreds of people attended a rally yesterday to honor the victim's tragically short life. A funeral for Jasmine Barnes is set for Tuesday. So when they say mistaken identity, because I was confused by that, like whose whose identity was mistaken, what they mean is that the shooters of Jasmine, the guy driving the car, the person who shot Jasmine, Thought that thought she was somebody else. Thought, thought it, she yeah. and her family in the car were somebody else. So it's not that there was like confusion about the suspect, although maybe that's the explanation. I'm surprised go they even followed this up because the real story is black girl is shot by black guy in a drive by shooting in Houston, which yeah. would never get any coverage because I'm sure that happens all the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the crime rates are there in Houston, but I think they would cover this if they didn't initially think that this was a white guy. No. And if it hadn't been heavily racialized, mind you, another player in the racialization of this story was uh, Sean King, who was all over Twitter promoting the idea that it was a white person who did this with racial intent or racial hatred in his heart, so to speak. Uh, And Sean King had offered a hundred thousand dollars for tips, um, leading to the arrest of the suspect. I don't know if someone's getting paid for that. No word on how Sean King has that kind of money to throw around or who's backing him or whatever. In fairness to Sean King, even though he was heavily racializing this, there was a, there was an additional arrest in this case. I'm not clear if that's the shooter or someone otherwise involved, but reportedly according to the sheriff in, in Texas there in Houston, they arrested a guy through a tip that was received through Sean King. So He did help to get some of the bad guys in this case. He also painted a totally false narrative and was part of that. So, And issued no retraction, I'm sure. Good Sean, bad Sean, I guess, if you want to be objective. It's not like he's a stranger to this type of race hustling. Uh but it, but uh, it's it's kind of interesting too. this case. It's like, who do I blame? Because media certainly jumped the gun on the racialization of this. However, the family... If they didn't lie, they really misled the police. The police released this sketch. Media are going on what police are saying. That said, there was, I guess what I'm saying is I can grant them believing that the suspect was white because police were going with that based on what the witnesses had said. There was never any evidence for a racial motive, and that was widely reported. Now, did they say like family suspects racial motive? Yes, they did qualify, but... The same media that's always ripping on Trump, conservatives, anyone who's outside of the progressive scope. 
whenever someone makes a claim that is unsubstantiated, they always say X person claimed, comma, without evidence, comma, that this was the case. They never do that in this type of situation. The family claimed without evidence that there was a racial motive. The, you know, th- you know this who media- I blame? Anybody that believed that a white person committed a drive-by shooting in Houston. That is not a white man's <laughs> crime. White people do like DUIs and meth every once in a while and like your occasional white on white murder but a drive-by shooting what is this eight mile no i can't wait till i can't wait till some someone sends us an example in the inbox and i have to give you the old fake news yeah uh (laughs) no but i guess my um who do you who's the biggest culprit in there who's the big who who takes the blame on this to you is this more of a media problem is this the family who is the scapegoat? Who's who probably the, the media and the general public for being susceptible to, you know, race baiting stories that are clearly falsified like this. You review the facts of this case and in four seconds, you're like, oh, that sounds like bullshit. A sickly looking white guy like that's really specific for a hey, drive by a seven year old black child. I can't let her grow up and populate the world with more yeah. black people, something like that. And also looking at the demographics of Houston, too. So, you know, anybody that believed this, the media um, I can't blame the family for this because they just experienced a terrible loss. I don't know what was going through their minds. And I don't know as to be as fair to them as possible. I, at least based on what I've seen, I don't know that I can say that they're lying. Perhaps there is a guy who fits this description who was part of a team that did this. Cause it sounds like there were multiple people who did it. That said, I have a hard time believing that maybe there's like one sickly looking 40 year old white guy in a car full of young presumably possibly gang members as you're describing and then they only saw the one white guy and they concluded racially motivated and the guy that was arrested he's not like a light-skinned black guy he's not somebody that could be maybe perceived as being white he's not sean king no he's not sean king a light-skinned black guy sean king wouldn't that be funny if it turned out to be sean king (laughs) sickly looking white guy i mean that that pretty much yeah Anyway, uh, you, you ready to move on to Louis C.K. and Ellen in the interest of time here? Yeah, whatever. Because we're going to have a long <laughs> show. We're going to have a long show. Uh, comedian Louis C.K. of getting me too'd for like, what, masturbating in front of women in a hotel room or something? Yeah, Being a weirdo, but not raping people. Yeah, that's, that's basically it, yeah. That's Louis C.K. Well, he's, on a, he's coming back, and he's under fire for audio from his December 16th set at a New York City comedy club which leaked a set in which he mocks the youth of today over gender pronouns, as well as specifically mocking the Parkland kids. This is what Louis' uh, comedy bit in New York City last month sounded like. I'm a little disappointed in the younger generation, honestly, because I'm 51 years old, and when I was like 18 to my 20s, I mean, we were idiots. We were getting high, doing fucking mushrooms and shit. And then older people were like, you got to get your shit together. And we were like, yeah, fuck you. And I was kind of excited to be in my 50s and see people in their 20s and be like, they're crazy. These kids are nuts, but they're not. They're fucking, they're just boring. Fucking telling them, you shouldn't say that. What the fuck are you, an old lady? What the fuck are you doing? You should address me. They're like royalty. They tell you what to call them. Fuck them. You should address me as they them because I identify 
Gender neutral. Oh, okay. You should address me as there. Because I identify as a location. And the location is your mother's cunt. I don't know, they testify from, in front of Congress, these kids? Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're young, you should be crazy. You should be unhinged. Not in a suit saying, I'm here to tell, fuck you. You're not interesting. Because you went to a high school where kids got shot? Why does that mean I have to listen to you? How does that make you interesting? You didn't get shot, you pushed some fat kid in the way. And then, now I gotta listen to you talking? And of course, you can predict some of the response. Um, yeah. I'll get your reaction on the bit in a moment, which I'm, I suspect we're probably on about the same page. But just to get you an, give you an idea of who responded, because of course the Parkland community responded. Student Aliyah Eastmond tweeted, "Hey Louis C.K., since you like making fun of me and other Parkland survivors behind closed doors, I'm right here if you want to talk. Just try to keep your pants on, okay? Got him." Uh, there was another uh, Parkland student. Uh, actually, I don't have the name on this, but another Parkland student tweeted to anyone who knows or actually, no, this is um, my mistake. This is this is from Ryan Deach. And then the next one is from uh, Gutenberg, the, the father of Jamie Gutenberg, who was killed at Parkland. But Ryan Deach tweeted, it's a shame on you when you sink so low or it's a shame when you sink so low that your comeback plan is to make fun of a school shooting or school shooting survivors for speaking out. And Fred Gutenberg, the father of uh, Jamie Gutenberg, who was killed in the shooting, said, To anyone who knows Louis C.K., please deliver this message for me. My daughter was killed in the Parkland shooting. My son ran from the bullets. My wife and I deal with the loss every day. Why don't you come to my house and try out your new pathetic jokes? But that's to me, that's really the point, isn't it? It wasn't at your house, Fred Gutenberg. It was at a comedy club. Yeah. And you don't have to attend that comedy club. You don't have to listen to it. Um. And I'm, I get it. Like, I'm, this is not to minimize his loss because it's terrible. And I hope it never happens in this country again. At the same time, you don't get special privileges because it happened to you. A tragedy mm -hmm. happened to you. A tragedy has happened to 3,000 families on 9-11. Can I not make 9-11 jokes without going to each of their individual homes to say it to their faces? Really, this is just posturing for political purposes. That's what it is. I want to advance a political cause and then put up a shield and say, can't criticize me, can't criticize me, made my daughter a martyr. Well, good for you, but that doesn't give you special privileges, dude. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And you're free not to listen to Louis C.K. whenever you want to or don't want to. Minor point: He wasn't taking a shot at his daughter. He's saying you pushed a fat kid in the way. That's not what happened right. with Fred Gutensberg. He didn't say like "ha ha dead dead Parkland kids." He said the ones like David Hogg and and Cameron Caskey and Emma Emma Gonzalez, the rest of these people who, by the way, weren't even shot at. Again, sorry for your loss. I hope it never happens again. But you weren't you, you weren't this Parkland survivor thing is somewhat of a misnomer too. Right. Like it's comedians' you, jobs to talk about things like this, though, in a lighthearted manner. I mean, this is what yeah. they do. We can't take take that away from them. Um, also, I think that this was more geared towards like your David Hoggs, who are being viewed as inherently interesting because of this this life experience that they that they yeah. have. Like David Hogg just got into Harvard. He had a really low SAT score, but he got in because he had such an interesting and unique tapestry of life experiences it's such horse exactly like, it doesn't exactly. make it more interesting uh it doesn't make your life experience richer it doesn't make what you what you have to say any more important than yeah. anybody 
thoughts. Um, and Louis C.K., of course, was right on. I thought it was a great bit. Uh, and I just just keep attacking him. He's just going to have nothing left to lose, and he's going to become more vicious than ever. And then he's going to become a hero of the anti-PC crowd. I suppose so. And interesting uh, Twitter hypocrisy angle on this. I believe she went unpunished, but actress Ellen Barkin <laughs> tweets out, I hope Louis C.K. gets raped and shot at. And Twitter did not punish this, but she did actually delete the tweets as of this recording, I believe. She's tweeted some horrible stuff about white people, too. Like a yeah, she, white people. She got a lot of backlash for this. And, uh, of course, she blamed anti-Semitism, sexism, and racism. All the anti-Semites, racists, and sexists in my in my feed need to stop, need to leave me alone. Louis C.K. is Jewish. Is he? I don't know. But presumably she's Jewish, and that's why she is putting up this shield because she, she wants to be able to tweet out. I hope people get raped and shot at and get away with it. Okay. But, but to, to the theme you were describing, um, this made me more of a Louis CK fan. I already yeah. had a, a good deal of respect for him, but the point is nobody's above comedy. Nobody's above ridicule. Good comedians go after sacred cows and the Parkland kids are sacred cows. By the way, they're adults now. They can't even use that. At least David Hogg is. Can't use that child shield that they'd been using for a while. Uh, they can and should be made fun of. And their shield to protect themselves from criticism should be broken down. Uh, here's the deal. They want to impose policy on the entire country but they get enraged when somebody supposedly imposes on them with words. Like you want to infringe people's liberty mm -hmm. yet you view words that are mean about you as an infringement upon yourself. Consider what infringement might mean or imposition might mean to you before you tell me that you're being imposed upon. Um, and, and, and again, you don't like Louis C.K.'s comedy? Don't go to Louis C.K.'s show. Yeah. Turn off Louis C.K. It really is that simple. Plenty of comedians who have made jokes. Like, I think Amy Schumer's comedy is horrendous for reasons beyond just not being funny. I actually think it's been like, like when she laughed at, um, she did that roast that one time where it was, the who is it the roast of? But she basically laughed in Steve-O's face from Jackass saying like, wasn't it funny? No, the joke was, oh, Steve-O, I'm so sorry. Your friend Ryan Dunn just died in a fiery car crash. I know we were all thinking, dang it. Why couldn't it have been him? That's what she said. And it's like, damn, Ooh. that's, that's cold hearted even for me, Yeah, that's you know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like try to get Amy Schumer ruined. Cause I get it. It's a roast, dude. I get it. I know God, what I'm watching. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Louis C.K. is not the only one getting the target. We've talked about Kevin Hart previously. Kevin Hart, of course, was invited to host the Oscars until very respectable journalists went combing through his Twitter history to find out that he had posted homophobic jokes in addition to his homophobic set from like 2010. Well, this week, Ellen DeGeneres hosted Kevin Hart on her show and said, listen, I want to go to bat for you. I'm going to try to persuade the Academy to re-invite you. I'm, I'm not convinced this was a good move i think you should go back and of course ellen gets ripped up and down by social justice warriors for extending an olive branch to kevin hart here's some of the coverage of that i called the academy today because mm -hmm. i i really want you to host the oscars the academy might not be talking but ellen is now facing an onslaught of backlash online Megan McCain, the late Senator John McCain's daughter and co-host of ABC's The View, tweeting, where is the genuine apology to the LGBT community and teachable moment? And civil rights activist DeRay McKesson said, I expected Ellen to actually ask Kevin Hart some sort of challenging question, anything really. Some hit back at DeGeneres, who herself is gay. 
Ellen can't forgive someone on behalf of the community. For his part, Hart apologized again on Friday. There is no perfect bone in my body. I have made several mistakes, and I embrace them all because I'm a better man today because of them. Okay. So people going after Ellen on Twitter, not to, be a, not to be a done, Don Lemon went after both of them. And, he, and Don Lemon is saying of CNN fame, of course, an apology is not enough. You have to be an ally, too. Here's Don Lemon condemning them both. For many in the gay community, but especially in the black community, okay, the Twitter apologies or explanations on Ellen have fallen flat. To many, they seem insincere and that he has somehow turned himself into a victim instead of acknowledging the real victims of violent and sometimes deadly homophobia. Kevin, if anything, this is the time to hear other people out. And I don't see any meaningful outreach to the LGBT community. But honestly, Ellen doesn't speak for the whole community. And we won't tolerate jokes that tell those youth otherwise. We need to talk about how people who may have messed up can become allies as well. Because apologizing and moving on does not make the world a better place for people who are gay or people who are transgender. Being an ally does. So it's not enough to just apologize for screwing up, even though Kevin Hart did nothing wrong. Now you have to be an ally too, whatever that means. No, I'm not doing either of those things. Yeah, that's the correct answer. I mean, to his points, Kevin Hart is the victim, you idiot, Don Lemon. He was the target of a journalist campaign to ruin him, to tear down his success. Why? Because he happened to have the good fortune of being asked to host the Oscars. He did nothing wrong, and he was targeted for ruining for no reason other than like progressive activists with nothing better to do than tear down other yeah, people's Don success. Lemon should see this and be like, oh, I guess being black or gay isn't an impervious cloak. It, none of these people are immune to this. No. He, he was being targeted for mob justice, didn't do anything wrong. He, he said words, dude. Like what he said were words and you jump immediately to violence. Oh, the real victims are uh, victims of like homophobic violence. Tell me yeah. who they are. Connect Kevin Hart to the victim of homophobic violence for me. I need that. Yep. He says Ellen doesn't represent all gay people. Why does Don Lemon then get to speak for black people? For He's black like, people, well, yeah. As a gay black guy, okay, but but secondly, he says, quote, for many in the black community, the Twitter apology was not enough. What the hell does this have to do with race? What? The black community cares. Of, I bet a lot of the black community is behind Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. But this was not a racial issue to begin with. It was about homophobic tweets. And now the black community's outraged. This is this is absolute nonsense, but I don't know what else I would expect from Don Lemon. Yeah. All I can say is uh, I enthusiastically enjoy uh the left going after their own as they always do especially their queen ellen i, I want to see queen, queen ellen dethroned yeah. yeah going after ellen it's like yeah. what I, are you doing i was joking i want to see ellen red pilled until until she starts uh, wearing regular shoes that's what i want to <laughs> see <laughs> like if you get louis ck and ellen to start the gears start spinning in their head like maybe this progressive purity cleansing is bullshit man maybe we can't be doing this yeah that'd be nice maybe that happens one by one yeah, but I mean, the more they do this, the less effective it is. I mean, as they go, they go past conservative people and they start to get into their own communities. It should be obvious to everybody that nobody is going to be immune to this. And as it becomes, and as people realize that, it becomes less effective. So this reassures me. I I love it when they eat their own, yeah. when they eat their own gays and their own minorities, because it's like they must have just run out of conservatives to to do this to maybe have they decided who's going to host the oscars yet because our heart has already declined again he said i'm 
Does it matter? Doing. Is anybody going to watch it? You'd think you'd be on edge, man. It's like, yeah, please. I sign up to have my Twitter account combed through for, you know, wrong think and have my career attempted to be ruined by these people cleansing me of my impurities. Good Ugh. God. Uh, I got a real quick uh, update on the terrorism front, if you're ready. Yeah, sure. My house smells like it's burning. That's not- Uh-oh. And now well, it's on a terror attack there. to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Be really quick with this in the interest of time, but I thought this reporting was pretty interesting. There was another terror attack in Manchester, England on New Year's Eve at a train station. Recall uh, Manchester, of course, was the site of the Ariana Grande concert bombing attack in 2017. Three people were stabbed in this case. Two are hospitalized in serious but not life-threatening condition. And a police officer uh, was stabbed in the shoulder. He was released from the hospital after an overnight stay. The attacker is in custody. The reason I thought this was particularly interesting is the reporting, you'll see it in the AP report as published by the New York Times here and elsewhere. This is the first time I've seen the phrase Islamic slogans. So the AP report says a knife wielding man yelling Islamic slogans brought terrorism back to Manchester after a 19 month hiatus. So I suppose this is an improvement over motive unknown that we've seen, you know, insisted upon in the past. Yeah. Uh, The term Islamic slogans, I guess, is clear on the motive, but still somewhat obscures what was actually said. I think this is according to an eyewitness. Maybe the eyewitness said this and the media are just relaying it and I'm overthinking it. Or do you think this is like a new thing that maybe Islamic slogan will be the new the new go to instead of just referencing Allahu Akbar and other and other you know, common Islamic mantras. Yeah, I mean, it kind of obfuscates, but then it's also in some ways it's a little bit more direct, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I mean, it, to the extent somebody was there and eyewitness heard what was said, you'd rather just have the quote. Like, what did you hear him say? I'm Maybe fine they, with Islamic slogans because hmm. at least you're, you know, calling out the Muslim there. I suppose. So, so, I, so it's an improvement. It's an improvement in reporting. We're going with that. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder, like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, is this another attempt to kind of obscure or mask, or is it just that the eyewitness was not specific? I'm willing to give them some leeway. I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but if you were trying to be more deceptive, wouldn't you say like religious slogan or Or terrorism slogans or something like that? Yeah. I'd like to see Islamic in there. I mean, that's great. It's certainly more clear about the motive of the person doing it and consistent with what the eyewitness said, apparently than motive unknown or motive under investigation or yeah. Yeah. So anyway, obviously hope everybody, well, it sounds like everybody's going to recover. No deaths in this case. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, maybe the reporting will improve going forward. That would be a nice thing to see. So we don't have to all, I mean, to me, like it's, it's gotten so bad that when I see motive unknown, it's like definitely Islamic terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. for sure. Islamic terrorism. If it says motive unknown, that's how bad it's got. But moving right along, there was another Desmond dad sighting. We've had this uh, interest in Desmond's dad ever since following the Desmond saga. Desmond being, of course, the now 11-year-old drag kid we've been featuring on almost a weekly basis for quite some time now. But 
Desmond appeared, uh, and thanks to listener Andrew again for linking us this story. Des- Desmond appeared on Good Morning America in November. This is a segment that I had not previously seen. Thankfully, this segment has been hugely panned. 15,000 dislikes to 600 up with most of the comments ripping Good Morning America for promoting this sort of uh, degeneracy. Uh, this is what Desmond's dad looked like on uh, Good Morning America. And again, I can't wait to get your take on whether or not this fits the physical profile of a pedophile or not, like you had speculated last week. Here's uh, Desmond's dad. And if you haven't heard the name Desmond Napolis, get ready for this trailblazing 11-year-old drag kid. There are children out there that he's reaching and they're listening to him and he's influencing them to be themselves. I'm very proud of him. I'm proud that he's found his path so early. My greatest joy in this is just seeing Desmond happy. They roll out the red carpet on national TV for him. And your parents are so supportive of you, but they, they've also, they've encouraged you to stay and be who you are. So how has that inspired you to be open about dressing and drag? They support me by letting me do what I want to do and um, let me um, dress up and let me play with um, makeup. There's an idea of what the, uh, the ratio looks like. And I did my part in the ratio on this video. I just can't anymore. Like, why should we even bother trying to save our culture? Why? It, it is, um, I mean, it's disheartening not just to see a single parent participating in this sort of degeneracy, but national media upholding this. What was the, and again, the title of the video, the 11 year old trailblazing trailblazing. This is a, this is a forward thinking progressive child that we all ought to follow on this trail that he's blazing. Collapsitarian. That's it. <laughs> Accelerationist collapsitarian blonde 2020. No, I'm serious. Like I just look at this and I'm like, why did I even start my channel? Why do I why do I try to save Western civilization? Is it worth saving? Is it too degenerate? Has it gone too far? We can't even protect our fucking kids. We have to just, act like this is a good thing. That's where we yeah, are. Yeah. Just get it over with. Maybe that's the proper route to go. Apocalypse now. I'm sorry. I just I, I can't get on board with a society that's going to demand that I think that this is okay. Like no, I want I these think... parents killed. Like, can we can we go back to a gladiator society where we like <laughs> put these parents in a ring with with some with some serious animals? Well, you know, I cuck on the issue of due process and you know Eighth Amendment type topics. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in cruel and unusual punishment, but maybe Desmond's dad is a candidate. That sounds awesome. Gladiator fights with Desmond's parents. There are maybe there are some uh, cases where that's the best available option. During the segment, I cut it for time, but the, the female reporter in the segment says, quote, speaking to Desmond, quote, not everyone's accepting and some people have criticized you. What do you say to them? Again, nobody's criticizing Desmond. Neither are we. Nobody's like, oh, what a piece of shit that little kid is. Nobody's doing that. We're questioning parents who clearly project their we- they're living vicariously, their weird, uh, like progressive goals through their kid. They're weird progressive yeah. ideals through their kid. And then we have media who look at this and say like, yeah, it's not weird to sexualize this kid at all. By the way, this was shortly before he went on stage. It's like a month before he goes on stage at a New York City gay bar. And they, they're not asking any questions to the parents. Do you think you're sexualizing your kid? That might be a question a reporter could ask, considering they're sitting on your stage and you're promoting this to a national yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to get too Freudian, but it seems like the parents have a strange sexual dynamic I, with one I, another. 
I don't know much about uh, body language analysis. Maybe that popular YouTuber who's doing all these could analyze, a- analyze it for me. But one thing that struck me about Desmond's dad, let me see if I can find a still frame here, is just like the the meek posture he holds while sitting in the audience. Um, let me Supported see. And be oh, I suppose. Maybe I'm overlooking it. But like, don't you think that's a very meek kind of uh, submissive posture? Or am yeah. I overthinking it? No, you're not overthinking it. That that that's a couple that decided to have a child but don't have an active sexual relationship. Hmm. That dude's gay, or a pedophile, as you alleged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with or a kid like not that, not mutually like... exclusive, I guess. No, I don't know. Uh, I want to be extra clear. Like, I take that allegation very seriously. I'm not going to throw that at a person without evidence and and anything. But he's like got that. a pedo head shape. That's all I'm saying. That's blonde's take on mine. <laughs> Oh, and, I'm so and I say inside. It must be time for hoax hate. It, it, it's time. It's for not hoax hate, but it's surprise cringe. Are you ready for this? No. I okay, perfect. That means it'll get as cringy as possible. Here's the surprise cringe segment for the week. Do you think that sometimes it's not okay to have an abortion? I want to say if like if you're being reckless, if there's nothing wrong going on. I don't know. I just don't agree. May I ask, what happened? Did he not wear a condom? Did the condom break? Was it pre-ejaculation? Such good questions, Vanessa. Um, Thank you. He wasn't wearing a condom. Why wasn't he wearing a condom? Have you ever had two options and one of them, like, seems easier at the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you could take a shortcut or yeah. you could go the long way It was way the shortcut around. version. Mm. What did your partner think at the time? You know, I think we were both, like, bummed out that I got pregnant. And he was just like supportive of what I wanted to do. Were you reckless at the time? Um, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't really say that I was being reckless. Mistakes happen. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just don't do that in the moment. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm glad. Do we want people to just have all those babies? No. So what do we do with them? Put them up for adoption. I feel like if I am forced to create life, Mm -hmm. I have lost the right to my own life. I Mm. should be the one to decide if my body creates a life. Even if you're giving a kid up for adoption, you still like have a kid out there somewhere, you know? I've told so many people about my abortion. So I decided to tell everyone on Facebook that I had had an abortion. Have you ever been like attacked online by pro-life people? Yes, but I don't call them pro-life. I call them anti-choice because who would disagree with that statement, right? Like being pro-life. Yeah, like you want people to live their lives. Yeah, to me, the phrase pro-life is propaganda because often the people that say that don't want to take care of people who have babies that they can't afford and then are totally poor. They want to deprive people of access to healthcare, and I'm just like, that's not, you guys aren't pro-life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. Collapsitarian. <laughs> Accelerationism now. Give you a context. This is from HiHo, which is part of the, the cut, which we previously saw in that Parents Teach Kids About Masturbation video a while back. Oh Remember that God. one? The woman speaking is Amelia Bono. I think I'm saying that right. She's the founder of Shout Your Abortion. Do you have any uh, 
It looks like you're you're about to die. My God. I'm just I'm just dead on the inside. Like all that hope that I had in 2016 that like we were gonna get this situation under control, it's just gone. What's hmm. behind my eyes? It's just a dead void of black-heartedness and hopelessness, and that's all that exists within me. And this is Maybe because of you. <laughs> it's your fault. I have two prescriptions. <laughs> One is the wall, and two is pregnancy. Yeah. And then we're, we're, we're in the clear. I know. I think, I think that that would really help. Um, yeah. I just look at this, and I'm like, there's so many things. There's so many things. I mean, the indoctrination, of course. Yeah. And that little black kid, he's like right on. Yeah, he says this whole thing's eight minutes reckless? long. I cut out just two minutes. He wrote a whole paper on abortion, he says. So he's kind of familiar with it. And it seems like he's more of a pro-life persuasion than, I guess, well, whatever she would call it. Pro-life's not a thing. Anti-choice. He's more of an anti-choice persuasion. Uh, did you find it interesting? I did. That she describes how her partner just didn't wear a condom because, you know, you could go one of two routes and we kind of took the shortcut and then cut to the next scene. Well, I don't think I was reckless. Yeah. I don't think I was irresponsible. There's no you had, personal responsibility. Yeah. You had unprotected sex and you refused to accept the consequences. You used abortion as birth control. Okay. Yeah. That's irresponsible. I'm sure there's a spectrum of positions on abortion, even among our audience to some degree. I don't think most people are on board with abortion as birth control, which is what she's describing. But I'm not yeah. reckless. I don't call I'm them pro-life. I call them anti-choice. <laughs> she says, if I am forced to create life, then I have lost the right to my own life. Maybe, but nobody forced you to create life. You did that yourself. You did that of your own volition. Nobody made you do that. Nobody strapped you down. Nobody raped you. Nobody violated your will. You willfully created life. And then as she describes in the other part of this uh, this uh, this segment, it's just like, you know, getting it sucked out with a vacuum. It's just like a dental procedure. That's all it was for me. Uh, you know what, Skag? I need you to give me a little pep talk right now. Okay. I need you to, to this time, you've taken it too far. It's the huh. Desmond dad segment. And this, I've, got, I've broken you, you. You've done it. I, I'm broken. That's oh, it. No. It's over. I need, I need, I need some hope. Can you say something hopeful to me? Because live chat's not helping right now. <laughs> um, well, I can, I can offer that a lot of this stuff was mostly panned on social media. I do think that okay. a lot of this. It's interesting that she says, "Well, that's a propaganda term." Like, lady, you're the one indoctrinating your beliefs into kids for other people's weird entertainment. That's about yeah. as propagandistic as it gets. And this got ratioed but, terribly. You said. Right. Well, the YouTube video is like 50-50, which was, my, you know, to my chagrin, what? to be honest, that's oh not good God. enough. But there's, but go read the comments on Facebook, and there's a lot of rage about it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about, well, let me try to give you as many reasons for optimism as I can. I guess to round it out, this is another case where I think this is basically the sort of effort of big progressive money put forth to an audience that mostly doesn't buy it. Yeah. Even if it's as high as 50-50, there's a lot of pushback on this sort of thing. So it's not as though everybody looks at this and thinks, yeah, that lady's very nice and has a healthy worldview for children to be consuming. Yeah. I think a lot of people have the same type of reaction that we do where it's like, whoa, man, like even if I believe in even if I believe in choice, if you want to call it that in some circumstances, this is this is blatant degeneracy. This is like, well, I got pregnant. Uh, by accident. So, you know, I'm just going to use this as a birth control method and nobody yeah. can blame me because I'm me. So shout my abortion on Facebook. Okay. The last thing I wanted to say about what she said was, I, I hate this. 
Well, I, for, first this point, actually. I should be the one to decide if my body creates a life. You did. Yeah, you did when he didn't did. wrap it up. You did. Okay, this quote. Pro-life people don't want to take care of people who have babies that they can't afford. One, you're in favor of killing those babies that they can't afford. That's the case that you're making. Number two, just because I don't want the federal government to do it doesn't mean I don't want those babies or their parents who might be in hard times cared for. What nonsense. I want, I want families, mm-hmm. intact families, ideally, values that, that we ought to uphold. You know, an unplanned pregnancy is a lot easier to manage when you're in a stable, ideally married right. relationship. You're much, I got to think, this is speculation on my part, not, I don't have any data, but I'd got to think the unplanned pregnancy rate for married couples has got to have a much higher not abortion rate than just generally speaking free sex with whoever you want. Also, who was this guy that she was boning? Like, was he so bad that they couldn't have just gotten married and made it work? Shotgun wedding, man. Where's the dad? Where's where's her dad to do the shotgun wedding like the old days? Yeah. The lady doth protests too much, me thinks. If you're like truly proud of something like this, do you really need to go around and talk about how it's not bad to everybody? I don't know. Maybe maybe she does have some serious regret. There's a lot of studies that speak to that, that this is psychologically damaging to women and men who, who do this. Uh, but one, so intact families to care for these children would be great. Doesn't always work. Localities, charities, I want them to handle these problems. They'll assuredly do a better job than the federal government would. I hate this mm-hmm. argument that if you don't want a complete federal overhaul of everything, you're not in favor of life. Like I just think the federal government mostly sucks, lady. I don't want the federal government managing all this stuff. Doesn't mean I want kids to die. You're the one arguing for kids to die. That's you. But I'm pro-life. Anyway, sorry. Sorry I don't have more to uplift you. Like I, I get the intellectual no, gears it. start it's, turning. It's over in, for me. I'm, in my, I'm broken. It's, I finally it's broke it. you. Well, it's really good that I didn't play the second surprise cringe. What? Although I, there, was, there were two, but I had to ax one. Oh, thank God. But I'll save it for next week. Honestly, I think this one's worse. <laughs> But there's a case to be so. made. There's a case to be made for that one. It's the, it's the stuff with the kids that really gets me. You know? Yeah. I mean, even if she was sitting down making these arguments, they, the arguments themselves are very poor in my mind. Yeah. But the fact that they're being pushed onto children, ugh, that just makes it repulsive, you know? Ugh. I posted it on Facebook for everyone to know. Cool. That's an Insta unfriend if I see that. And not even because I hate, it's not even like, for moral reasons, it's just like, why would you post this incredibly personal information to broadcast out there to destigmatize or something? Well, some things ought to be stigmatized, notably birth, con- notably abortion as birth control. Yeah. If we can't agree on the legality, can we at least agree on the stigma that maybe that ought to carry some cultural stigma that you were irresponsible with your sex and then you killed the kid as a, as a response to that? Maybe you are reckless. Maybe you do deserve a little shame, lady. Yeah. Can we agree on that? I'm not saying go to jail. Well, whatever. For now or whatever. I can entertain the argument, but I'm not saying go to jail, but I am saying like, you suck, do better. You know? Or at least feel kind of bad, you know? Yeah. At least least feel some regret. And if you don't uh, tell anybody about it, she's doing the worst thing possible, which is convincing other people that this is a fine thing to do. Destigmatizing this is, is the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. If people are going to have abortions, they should be difficult to get and they should be socially stigmatized. I mean, we want to reduce the number of abortions that people have. 
And by the way, as I, as I referenced, if you believe the data, I'm not just looking out for your unborn child. I'm looking out for you. Data show this doesn't really work out well for women who abort their children or even the men who have their children aborted. It, it's, it's psychologically damaging. Most people regret it. It's never a positive. Oh, I'm so glad I aborted my kid back then. Nobody, yeah. generally speaking, says that. Except for this crazy lady. <sighs> anyway, we're way behind and I'm sure we got a lot to get through. So if you're ready to go. Yep. I go am ready it. to go. Uh, let's see. Miles Kinslow. Hey guys, AOC is the Sarah Palin of the left. I know somewhere in the world, Sarah Palin is pissed off with double standards. <laughs> I Thank still, you. uh, even though my politics have kind of shifted, I still think, and uh, maybe it's unpopular with some people. I still think Sarah Palin's an idiot. Yeah. I still do not like her at all. Jay Edgar, Matt, sorry for the misunderstanding on Twitter. Here's some pieces of silver to extend the hand of peace. No hard feelings. I don't know. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not like hostility or anything. I just, without getting into it, I, I, there, was a, there was a brief Twitter exchange in which I thought I was being wrongfully accused, but I was not, it turns out. Thanks Lynn for supporting the show. Eggy or Edgy, I don't know. Blonde, I miss your videos, but glad you're here. I will make one eventually. It's only been like two weeks. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, Matt, what can I say? You and Sargon are my favorite smooth talkers and so calm and oh, rational, thanks. but still with wit and reason. The Patreon stuff is great. Um, you're going to have to follow me in here and take some of these over. Okay. Um, Semper Ad Meliora. For the guy who lost his father, have lost both my parents and know what it's like. You're not alone. The best of luck on having a baby. All the best to you and your family, sir. Mm. Catastrophe went back and tried to find it. Was watching live timestamp for me. Insensitivity and jokes will make me smile. Easy putting a cat down. Hard to watch him euthanize after putting him on the table. Oh, God, I'm sorry, you guys. I just can't today. <laughs> Bummer. I don't have a timestamp. No. I can't remember if that was Sunday or Wednesday either. But I, I know we either. talked about the dead cat. Um, I do Jeff know that was Miller. There. I live in Northern Virginia. The shutdown is awesome for traffic. Cut my commute to work in half. Nice. James Deanst, me and Matt once banged each other. He finished and then I finished and then we parted ways. <laughs> that was very matter of fact. <laughs> Thank you for that. He pumped and dumped you. Uh, Ashar, yeah. your boy Shar is back. Quick shout out to previous Super Chatter. Don't screw. I lost my father back in May and knowing he'll never get to meet my kids has been the hardest part mm. of grieving. Love and prayers. Lots of wow, support man. in the chat tonight. It's heavy and profound um, and, you know, I appreciate you everybody's thoughts on this minutes? sort of thing. Yeah, what's the next one? Sorry. Uh, liberative. Is liberative the next one? Okay, Nancy was for the fence, but she thinks all that, need, all that needs to be done is the lawns around it need to be mowed because illegals just crawl through the grass. I wish that was a bad joke, but she actually said that there in, uh, here in Arizona. I'll have to check out that quote if what? that's true. Sounds juicy. Get one, two, three. Uh, no, no. Thanks for supporting the show. Julie Vish, I need something, anything to mend my broken heart after another parky uh, F up the kicker for the bears. So I turned to you guys knowing Matt didn't uh, get to see this team, get to see his team this weekend made me feel much, much better bared down. Yeah. I, I mean, even though I hate the bears, dude, I having watched the, the Blair Walsh snafu in 2015, I understand. So I wouldn't, I, I don't wish that upon you and I, I hope you heal. Well, MW says Warren got the beer. Ocasio Cortez brings oh, Warren got the beer. Ocasio Cortez brings the nuts. Got it. Good one. <laughs> Here's some shekels for you, you filthy money grubbers. Thank you. John McGee, one thing Trump gets right is he attacks Democratic politicians while Democrats attack his supporters. That's in interesting, but yeah. I think that's that's true. He doesn't really attack Democrat voters. You're right. And they, they attack conservative and libertarian voters all the time. That's the mistake they make. How can you insult people and expect to win their vote? I think that's that's a good political observation. MJMJ, uh, per their own reports, Border Patrol soon to be unpaid uh, through the shutdown thoughts. Uh, I've, I've seen reports that's the case. I also saw the ones 
reportedly that attend that spoke with Trump at the White House this week were like worth it. You know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I I can feel bad for a federal worker whose pay is being held hostage momentarily in this right. sort of thing. That said, do does does the welfare of federal workers trump, trump the interest of the country as a whole? I don't know that it necessarily does. I'm not saying shit on the federal workers. I understand they're not necessarily a party to this, and some of them agree with the politics and some of them don't. I also don't know that taking care of them is the number one reason we have to resolve this. I think the things that are at stake are bigger than just their welfare. I presume you'd probably agree. Hmm. Yep. Caesar. The slaughtered lamb, uh, liberal media keep pushing and saying Warren is throwing her hat in the ring, but uh, shouldn't be, shouldn't they be saying headdress? Wouldn't that be more culturally appropriate? I agree. Uh, Yama Fago, I have a question for you, Blonde. What are your criticisms of libertarianism? You got a 30-second criticism? Um, it only works in a virtually homogenous society. I mean, people hmm. have to all agree. There has to be a social contract where people don't abuse the welfare system. Um, but, you know, otherwise, I, I appreciate certain aspects of libertarianism, but it doesn't work in a multicultural society. I think we generally agree on that. I think it's foolish. Certain parts of the libertarian community think that you can invite anyone and everyone in, even people who definitely don't have the same libertarian values that you do and expect your values to maintain. I think mm -hmm. that's foolishness. Yeah. Good question, man. Jamie Clay, the timing of the AOC dance controversy is interestingly timed with her facepalm plan about the Green New Deal deflected the crazy. She's the left's answer to Trump. Yeah, maybe so. Jason takes, what's, uh, what is your record for viewers on your live stream? I don't know. It's somewhere like 5, around 5,000. Did yeah. we hit five once? Maybe. maybe. I thought it was like four. It's somewhere in the four like to that. five range. Kyle Dunlap, no note. Thanks for uh, supporting the show. Agent Flippy, Cortez's stupidity gives me a headache. Same. I need some Advil when we're uh, off the air here. Dakota Stanton, AOC's eyes get so big. She is very expressive. Got great facial expressions. Alicia Supertramp, oh, I have a medical story for you, Blonde. I'll nice. pass it along Wednesday. Sounds Look good. Look forward to that. Uh, sewing Machine Guy says, press on. We will. Joseph Duff Kalisics. Uh, or just Joseph Kalisic, since he's here all the time. There's no such thing as a progressive or as progressive indirect taxation. Taxes on income cause a ripple effect. Telling someone to pay a higher tax rate on the next dollar only causes the person to demand more money. Interesting. Semper Ad Meliora. New rule. Never show AOC clips again. <laughs> I literally lost 10 points of my IQ from just that short clip. Uh, blonde, smile, girl. You're beautiful, smart, and make people's lives better. Be inspired. Well, that's very thoughtful. Aww. Cheer up. You should, I'm have sorry. Asked, you should have asked him for an uplifting, uh, something <laughs> uplifting after that abortion segment. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sean Collins celebrating my escape from California for the promised land of Idaho. Uh, what can, uh, or who can do the best Cortez impression? I don't know. She's, I can't, I don't think I could do an impression of her. You I'm not making widen your eyes and look insane. That's I'm awesome. careful of making faces ever since I demonstrated the soylent grin to you live on air and all. Oh, but the... it spawned so many wonderful memes. I know it was, it was in the art today, but I'm careful with the faces I'm willing to make live anymore. I think Anderson, uh, sorry, uh, Fat Hooligan says I think Anderson Cooper during the interview with AOC started to realize, oh dear lord, we're screwed. Yeah, yeah maybe. Agent Smith, the sheer scale of imperialism required to rape Africa of their natural resources and make the batteries would be a leftist argument against AOC's plan. <laughs> I guess so. We're definitely going to have to harvest some minerals from Africa yeah. and get real imperialistic to make this thing happen. 
Wary Sword says uh, highest tax bracket in Australia is one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and you get taxed forty five percent of that. I don't know what the actual um, rates are. I'm, I'm not. I don't know the brackets off the top of my head, so I don't know what the legal rates are. I don't know what the structure's like in Australia, but here nobody actually pays the rate that's stated anyway. You know what I mean? Like we, you hear people reference, oh, back in the day, the highest tax bracket was ninety percent. Yeah, but nobody paid that either. Mm-hmm. You, you got you get a million exceptions, a million write-offs, a million ways to get around that, so that the effective tax rate is never that high. Uh, one hominid, Matt and I once traded doves. We thought they were racing pigeons, so shame on us. Interesting. Uh, Fitzberg, AOC, and Elizabeth Warren live in Tenpenny Tower. Hopefully, Matt gets the Fallout 3 joke. I've actually never played the Fallout <laughs> series. Uh, and so I, I definitely haven't. So. so I don't, unfortunately. But thank you for supporting. Tony Padilla, I'm throwing another 10 bucks because Blonde said my name right. I knew there's a reason I liked you guys. Good. Uh, I said it wrong first, though. Previously, but not 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 now. Seagram's Gin says overtaxing rich people will cause capital flight. Rich people have their uh, have the money uh, to move and take their wealth somewhere else, and it happens every year. We track this trend. Makes sense to me. I, I could see why the incentive would be that. JV Dude says currently waiting on my bullet train back to Tokyo. Won't let the Pacific Ocean make me miss my favorite podcast. Well, thanks for turning <laughs> tuning in. Liz P, old foxy Liz P, as you say, crazy, old crazy eyes is so delusional. If she were uh, held to the same standards as the men for just one day, she'd be making a beeline for her therapist to show her on a doll where the reality <laughs> touched her. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, you want me to take Ke- over? Ke- I'll take one more. Keaton Matthews says she got sworn in with a Quran. If I get sworn in, it's going to be with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fair, fair. I think it's fair. You could take whatever book you want nerd uh the bellite says this really is the best show it's okay it's an okay show yeah i gotta i gotta you know i gotta you are fake news thank you very fake news (laughs) q u to the int can a congresswoman who is proclaimed muslim really have a christian-based nation's best interest at heart great show that's a very good point and no of course not fair Uh, question you bigot it doesn't matter matt and i once made love he clutched my pearls i clutched his I don't know how else to finish this without getting super gay. So shut up and take my money, you shekel, shekel grabbing faggots. That we are. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Lynn Eggy, um, prom women are virgins. Dummies are geniuses, or promiscuous women, presumably. Mm. Uh, virtue signaling is virtue. Social justice is justice. Words are actions. Hate is violence. Foreigners are Americans. Belief is reality. Welcome to the new world. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> oh, about right. Uh Alec Urban, I will say this for the Muslims. They tip in restaurants on Sundays. A lot of conservative Christians either leave bad tips or don't tip at all on Sundays. <laughs> Catastrophe. You globalist jerk! You're Sounders. Here in California, when people talk about abolishing the EC because it's fair or what the majority wants, I ask them how they feel about 2008 Prop 8, which made gay marriage unrecognized by the states. Am I retarded? Wait, I have to reread that one. Abolishing the EC. Electoral College. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I asked them about how they feel about 2008. Okay, so when people talk about what's what the majority wants, but then, of course, they oppose Prop 8, which uh, illegalized or or made gay marriage illegal in California in 2008. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Seagram's Jen, I have no problem with people swearing in on a Quran. I just find it hypocritical for a Muslim woman to seek a position of representative authority over a man. Wow. Uh, Fair point, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. SB, in Ontario, Canada, we now have Muslims near to establishing an Islamic party of Ontario. Diversity means the death of Western civilization. That's so true. I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, Jacob Palmer, no note. Thank you, sir. 
Um, I B B O T P N. Hey, money grabbers, grab this contribution. <laughs> I hope it's a good 2019 for my sanity safe space. You as well. Well, thanks. Um, M D Dan. The sad fact is that the Dem strategy needn't change because the demographics are changing in their favor. Mm. By 2024, Republicans won't be able to win nationally without cucking solutions session. Uh, could be, could yeah. That yeah. maybe that is the strategy. It's not circumstantially. That's not insane to theorize. Um, Marty McFly, eight eight miles per hour. I've been watching you guys for a long time now. Me and my wife's favorite podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for tuning in, Michael Field. Hey, love from the UK. It's not actually Nick Her's birthday. I just want you to say the N word. Oh wow, Nick Hearns. That's Her. pretty far off, though. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Joke aside, Nick I love you both. That that um yeah. totally escaped my notice. I was like, "Happy birthday, Nick!" That's <laughs> yeah. That that was definitely beyond me. But that's kind of a stretch, man. Yeah. Nick hers. Yeah, oh, but so I sorry. I see you now. We see you, Michael Field. You're we like coincidence you. detector. We're on. I know we're on to you we're, now. We're watching you, you trickster. Everybody can pull one over on us one time, though. Mr. Yeah. M. Reed, Happy New Year, Blonde. Uh, you get some camo heels and dresses to plant out in the country. Matt, you planning on getting a suppressor eventually? Yeah, I do. I, I, uh, I've i got three firearms that I want to suppress, so I have to decide which one first. The SBR I'm going to build is an immediate candidate, but I got some others. But I've I've never... Um, this, this SBR I'm building is my first tax stamp application, so obviously I don't have any suppressors. Uh, but I look... Probably the next year, I'll pick up at least one, so I look forward to it. Do you want to take over? Yeah, is M. Reed next? Oh, no, MJ. that's it's MJ. MJ. MJ Soros. Update. Jasmine Barnes' mother was uh, Facebook friends with one of the shooters. No way. I, I can't. I had not heard that. So Weird. But if that's true, wow. Uh, Steven Suarez, uh, avoid Sheila Jackson Lee's district here in Houston at all times. I know people who have been shot at. I assume maybe that's the, di- the district where the Jasmine Barnes shooting took Probably. place. Yeah. Steven would know as a Houston resident. Thank you, Stephen. Jacob Palmer is back. No, no. Thank you. Uh, Lord of the Voids. Hello, Blonde and Matt. My my family, wife and father-in-law, enjoys listening to you, Matt. I'm the only one who likes Blonde. <laughs> You're, you both are awesome. This is my first time donating, so keep it up. It's interesting. We do have, like, I would call them factions, but our factions are not, like, enemies. We kind of have, like, friendly rivalry teams, yeah. maybe. They're not, yeah. like, it's not, like, mean-spirited or something. Yeah. John Martin, I completely understand how you guys brighten someone's day. You made the last year so much better for me. What you do means more than you know, and it's not just uh, what you do. It's the way in which you do it. Great as always. Well, this is why it's so important for me and us to stay in touch with our audience, man. I mean, yep. I mean, it's getting it's getting so crazy with Super Chat and, and talking to everybody and stuff. And I <laughs> honestly, it's a pleasure to struggle to manage it mm-hmm. because I want to keep in touch with people. I don't want to be like some faraway person who's inaccessible and all yeah. this. And the people who we're talking to right now and engaging with, they're the reason the show exists. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do it without you guys. So uh, it's always a pleasure to hear. Thank you, John. Fitzburg, friend Gutenberg showed up to attack Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, that was the guy. Remember the guy who tried to shake his hand? Oh, yeah. That's that was right. Fred Gutenberg. Fred turned his daughter's death into a political movement. So F him. I think that's a fair criticism. Seems like that's what he's doing to me. Kelsey Hawkins. Uh, Sean King was a white guy that put up $100,000 to help find uh, to help put a black man in jail. The alt-right must be so proud. <laughs> Bill A, I uh, have watched you guys several times. First time contributing. Thanks for all you do helping us, keep, keeping us informed. Well, thanks for tuning in and for supporting. Shark Breath Scorpion, fantastic name. Blonde Watch Vomit Cake by Filthy Frank. What? 
You'll have to check it out. Leonis Drafer, love your work. Blonde and Matt have some shackles. Also blonde, I love your hair when you have it in a braid like today. Well, there you go. They're being very uplifting for you. That's very nice. Hobo Frodo, has nobody called CPS on Desmond's parents yet? They they have. They addressed it in their GoFundMe in the description. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, something about like people have been calling CPS uh, to try to get them to do something. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, if this is not a case for CPS, I don't know what is. Hmm. Mr. Obi-Wan says, looking at that mugshot from the Jasmine shooting, it looks like the hot mugshot guy from a while back who got internet famous. I remember that guy. Slugs42, Desmond's dad is just, a dis- is just disappointed that he doesn't have a daughter to quote-unquote play with. I love you so much. You're funny and amazing. Ducks, Matt's there. Maybe that was the wrong word. I don't know. Just shut up and take my money. Oh, gladly. Thank you. <laughs> Son of the Wolf, I like the uh, Chubster Black Kid. He's based as fuck about it. Put it up yep. for adoption. What a novel idea. I'm adopted uh, and I was nearly aborted. Uh, F that dumb beaver. Yeah. Uh, anytime you know somebody who's in that circumstance where it's like, I could have been aborted. I Instead, I was adopted. Um, you can talk about, you know, whether that kid has a chance or whether it's better to be an adopted family or not. But like, you think about not just that kid's life, but the life the other lives that are impacted. Like Mm -hmm. that's a kid who's going to grow up to marry somebody, to be somebody's mom or dad, to be somebody's best friend, to be somebody's aunt or uncle, to be somebody's grandma. You're not just talking about preserving a one life when you make the choice to allow an unwanted pregnancy to continue to birth. You're, you're making a choice that's going to impact a huge amount of lives down, um, you know, in the future. And that's why for as much shame as I want to throw at, (laughs) women like this shout your abortion chick. I want to throw praise at women who make the opposite choice who say, you know what? I didn't plan for this. This is not what I signed up for necessarily, or at least how I planned it to go in my head, but I'm going to make the the right decision. And I'm going to carry this child and give this child a chance. I got huge respect for women who do that. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Joshua says I wasn't reckless. I just don't make him. I just didn't make him wear a condom. Uh, like no one made you have intercourse with someone not wearing a condom. Yeah, exactly. AK green girl, having your own daughter or having your own children rather, uh, makes the abortion debate more emotional and depressing. Also Matt, the, but I wasn't reckless point was exactly what I thought of when she said it. Yeah. What, what is reckless to her then? What possibly would be reckless? Is there such thing as recklessness? David says, blonde, you should have your husband give you a pep talk instead of Matt. And by pep talk, I mean sperm. I'm not answering that. <laughs> wow. Nomification. Moving on. Considering Blonde's indigenous braid, has she announced whether or not she's a person of color? Yeah. Have you seen yeah. my 23 in me? 0.1% Native American. I still need to take one. That'll be my New Year's resolution. I'll take one. And, and if I end up more white than Blonde, it'll be my crowning achievement. Tranny Bane, for the sake of Blonde, I'm thinking you guys should do something similar to the Daily Wire's things I like at the end of the shows. Yeah, maybe something nice. Yeah. Point, point taken. <laughs> Glenn Copeland, blonde optimism. This is a point of optimism for you. The ideological pendulum always swings back the other way equally, if not by an additional push. I think the question for Glenn too is how far can this push go? Cause man, are we at, we have to be at one fringe end of that pendulum. I can't, I can't think it's got much more to swing in this direction. I know this is making me like truly want a fascist government. That's, that's where <laughs> I am right now. Like bring in uh, the authoritarian fascist. I said, Desmond makes me, it makes me scratch my chin in, uh, in I'm listening. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Microkernel says channel the X orgy blonde to be positive. I don't know what that's a reference to, but 
Cameron Jones, gay progressive Bernie supporter, hoping the Supreme Court could fix everything the Republicans do. Classic liberal anti-abortion gay guy dis- disgusted with uh, people's side I used to support. Interesting. Well, thanks for considering some well, new ideas. you skipped like a bunch of them. Did I? Yeah. Where? Frank Underwood. I don't see these. No, I see Frank. Frank's up next, but maybe the order's different oh, for us. Weird. If they came in at like the exact same time. Oh. I have, um, Frank said, blonde, after our societies have descended into civil war, no matter if we win or lose, these people will be weeded out by the winning side and either white or brown Sharia will rule the world. (laughs) Oh God. All right. Um, last I left. So I left off on Frank. You, you want me to just carry through the the interior? You got some, we're Um, almost finished. Sure. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. If you Uh, got Sarah. Sarah Harris, Matt and blonde. Thank you again for a great show. I've been watching for about a year now and appreciate your work. Blonde. I'm a native of your area, so if you want to grab a drink or chat, please contact me. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Email friend. That also, nice. I skipped over message deleted. No message. Thanks for supporting <laughs> the show. Um, Bayday Fate says, Blonde, my five-year-old daughter is teaching herself piano, loves MMA, wakes me in the middle of the night to tell me about dreams of shooting a bow and arrow while, fri- while riding flying a unicorn. There is hope for the West. Am I, con- am I confused here? Does message deleted mean they deleted the super chat, or is that someone's username? I think it's somebody's username. Okay. But, I'm but not I guess I'm, if it's the username, we had one in U.S. dollars and one shortly thereafter in Canadian dollars, implying they're different people. Hmm. Um, Macho Man YouTube might be censoring these. Really? I think so. Because it, you can't just, I think these are censored super chats that we're looking at. I thought it was just a joke name and it was just one person. I think they're censored. Damn. But, Usually, like, even if the name was message deleted, it would link, it would link to the channel. Mm-hmm. Like, I can click on everyone else's username and go to their channel. Message deleted, I can't click on. Yikes. Um, this, this is, that's YouTube censoring these. Wow, I can't believe we're just figuring this out. So sorry to the people who donated to Planned Parenthood when you meant to donate to us. <laughs> Don't tell them that. No, that's seriously uh, what happens. Yeah, if if they YouTube will give your money censors your super chat, they say they give it to charity which of course we mean we know means some kind of progressive ideological group that really stretches the legal definition of 501c3 charity yeah yeah Yeah. um this is macho ma'am tranny savage uh dear blonde there's so much to live for to remain there's too much to live for to remain pessimistic you your future family to look forward to in a supportive audience and matt you're kicking ass these days thanks i know i'm sorry i've been such a bummer it's just like i am just having a really hard time dealing with our culture and I'm just feeling like really black pilled and I'm unmotivated to make content because I'm like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> At least so you got that country. Idaho refuge these days. You know, you can go yeah, out for it's a not nice fair, though. Like, refreshing walk outside. I'm supposed to be more positive and or at a minimum, like really angry, but my anger has just dissipated into apathy for our hmm. dying society. And I'm like, all right, this is happening. Cameron Jones, you guys have helped me, uh, helped guide me from being a progressive Bernie voter to a classical liberal anti-abortion voter discussed with my own gay community. Chin up blonde, you're doing great work. Uh, you too, Matt. Thank you, Cameron. Cheers. AK Green Girl, Fed workers accept the risk of a shutdown when they accept a government job. Like someone joining the military accepts the chance of being deployed. Ideally, we should all be prepared for a temp- temporary loss of income. That's true, yeah. I think that's true, yeah. That said, I'm not enthusiastic about their position, you know, holding them to this position. I, I wish that weren't the case. I, w- I think it's regrettable, but like I said, I don't think it means that we have to st- have a less than ideal solution to this problem med- immediately either. Uh, Criticize me says ironic that this Congresswoman supposedly swore in using Jefferson's Quran, the same Quran Jefferson yeah. used to convince Americans that we need to go to war with the Islamic pirates. Of the I didn't know coast. that. That's interesting. 
Matthew Vicari says P3 N15. Is that it's the, the penis pen, joke? It's the Pen15 Club. Didn't you ever join the Pen15 Club when you were in school? Yeah, but it was Pen15. Yeah, he put a three instead of an E, but, you know, same thing. Mm. Kids these days. J Fry, <laughs> Matt and I had sex not just with each other, he with his girlfriend and me with his girl- girlfriend. Just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't on that basketball team. I don't get the basketball team part. I think it's a joke about a basketball team gangbanging your girlfriend. Oh, eh, all right. Fair point. By the way, she we've been texting each other and making fun of you. Yeah, I finally gave her your phone number. Like it, it's, it's amazing. And she told me that she gave me a special ringtone so that you know when I'm texting her. That's true. She did. Yeah. We were driving around in the car the other day and you guys were texting back and forth. <laughs> oh, we've gotten some good zingers in there. You should look yeah. at our conversation. Uh, Smokestack Red, I would vote for AOC and Warden if the if the butt chug a beer on if they would butt chug a beer on live stream. Gross. Uh, Micro Curl, Matt I would and I not vote for love. them under any circumstances, no. even for that. Uh, Matt yeah. and I once made love. You know, sometimes you have two choices and just one of them is easier. Anyway, now I've gotten off with a misdemeanor and he has AIDS. Thanks, California. Thanks, California. True story. It's also only a misdemeanor in Montana. If you want to come here and willingly give me AIDS, oh, you God. will not be prosecuted, at least to the tune of a felony in the state of Montana. Boyd Myron, how is it not theft to have someone pay to send a message, then not show the message and also not send the money to where it is supposed to go? I yeah. know. Ridiculous. Tranny Bain passing along yeah. the message from microkernel. The message was deleted, not censored. Well, it's uh, YouTube doing it's the deletion. Their, it's, though. The it's not, yeah. it's not us. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's someone either manually or automatically deleting what's happening to be clear. So people understand if you'd prefer to go to Streamlabs, go for it because they don't do this. I've never seen it happen. What YouTube is doing is they're evaluating the offensiveness of your super chat. If it is deemed to be offensive, according to their, Patreon-esque rules, things that are somewhat unclear. They delete the message. They don't give any of the money to us, Mm -hmm. even though they already take a healthy cut, even when they do give the money to us. They don't give any of the money to us. And as they've said, at least per like Guardian reporting and elsewhere, they donate it to charity. I'm speculating the charity is probably not something that we all agree with. But even if it is, even if it's something uncontroversial, like the food shelves or whatever, the food bank. I don't care. (laughs) The point is you didn't, contribute you're you're accepting people's money under certain terms changing the terms and diverting them elsewhere how that is legal is a question to me i'm not lawyer guy but maybe there are some wrinkles there that seems like deceptive to me uh it seems like there'd be some kind of breach of contract type angle the coward liberius microkernel says they deleted their own message wasn't censored just money and let you know keep up the good fight Ah, It, it could be like maybe these people just maybe someone but it was two different people and we've seen this ongoing. And even if it's not, even if that's not what's happening here, that is what's happening per reporting on super chat from YouTube spokespeople. A uh, very dead horse is my wife who has never seen the show come and that girl is really pretty. And I responded, well, she looks like you. I said, what about him? He's okay. <laughs> so I'm better than you, Matt. So much better than you. Oh, well, thank uh, you. I like to end on a note that talks about how Matt sucks. So that's thank you fine. guys. I do. Feel I, can, better. I can take it. Um, we do have a few. We're all done on uh, on a YouTube super chat. We do have a few over on uh, on Streamlabs. Uh, Walsey's back and says, "How come when Trump increased taxes on the rich, that California t- Democrats are working to keep them from paying it?" I don't actually know the what exactly you're talking about there. I don't know the details, but if you got a story, send it my way. Spencer says, "Matt, Dave Rubin mentioned bringing you down for LA, uh, down to LA for an interview. Would you consider it?" Uh, would you consider it and a fan hangout during your time down here? I did see that portion of the stream. That was very cool. That is um, so sweet. Yeah. I, I, 
my rule is the same. I would happily accept if Dave wanted to host me. Um, I, my rule is I don't invite myself on other people's platforms, like as a rule. So he said he'd be willing to do it, but I, to me, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to email and be like, you said you would now you have to. Yeah. If he really wants to host me, he'll send me an email and, and we'll make it happen. But it was cool that a super chatter name dropped me and Dave spoke about me for like two seconds. Yeah, that is super cool. But he knows who I am and he knows who we are. He's been on this show before a long yep. time ago. I don't know if he'd still come on these days or not. Who knows? Radicus says, I have never wanted to... F- <laughs> Proof that Streamlabs does not censor your comments. I have never wanted to fag drag someone, but Lemon is pushing it. Jesus Christ. I have to disavow. The gay stopo needs to be uh, ignored. These people have lost all pretense of victimology to me. The social media lynchings are getting old fast. Um, point taken. Like... They want to act like they're the victims. It's like you, you're targeting people who didn't do anything to you but say words that were clearly in jest 10 years ago or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. The mob analogies, the, the gay stopo phrasing is, is perfectly suitable. That's perfectly uh, attributable to them. That's the, they're, they're behaving in that exact fashion. Like you will align with us or we're going to come get you. That's the Don Lemon mentality. Redicus, uh, last one. The surprise cringe is her ID trying to... Uh, or is her id trying to rationalize to kid her conscience? Uh, yeah, interesting point, that lady. All right. We're, we're, holy cow, we're already past the two and a half hour show. We got to get the hell out of here. You got anything else to say before it's time to go? Nope. Thank you guys so much for everything. Well, thanks for making it through it. I know it was a long show, and I know you're feeling particularly <laughs> black-pilled or particularly yeah. discouraged. Anyway, thanks everybody for uh, sticking with us throughout all the craziness. Again, if you're interested in various ways to support the show, you can find a document linked in the description and uh, we'll add some more to it going forward. Appreciate everybody supporting on Super Chat and Streamlabs and hanging out in the chat and keeping us on track throughout the show. If you're listening later on YouTube or in an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you would like more of this show, and let's be honest, who wouldn't? fantastic listening material there's more of it on the uh, audio platforms i'll be posting a couple guest appearances i think i can post i went on roaming millennials show on friday or taped it on friday so i think i can post the audio of that over on our platforms but extra stuff like that including wednesday night's call-in show find all that on the audio guys (laughs) we'll be back on wednesday by the way (laughs) and back on sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd's not meet the press it's beauty and the beta see you then